Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Everybody and welcome in to the Penny Bloom podcast. Today we continue our top 100 favorite movies ever. This is part seven, the 30s, 30 through 39. Uh, it's heating up. Word of the word, it's all good. It's all our favorites, you know. So, I mean, I like a lot more than 100 movies. I love every single movie on this list, but we're getting to the tippity toppity top of it all. And I'm Colton Robertson. I'm joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. As I said, top 100 favorite movies ever. If this is your first time joining us on this project in in general, shout out to you. Thank you for joining us. I would recommend going back and listening to the first six parts of this uh of this project you know get the full list why not get the full list mm-hmm. i uh, but you know to each their own if that's not something you're gonna do all the power to you um we just want to let you know that this is top 100 favorites uh it's subjective film is a subjective medium uh and we decided to treat it as such neither me or joe are equipped to tell you the top 100 best movies of all time as i don't think anyone properly is Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're always going to be slanted by your taste. And I think why not lean all the way into that? And let's just, let's just hit the ground fucking running. Do you have any honorable mentions? Any, uh, any first mm-hmm. watches, anything that happened between this week, uh, last week and this week that, yes. you know, kind of reframed stuff for you? For me, it was some rewatches actually. Um, no new first watches, but, um, rewatches of, of films that have still yet to be named that, Made sure. I mean, I'm like, mm. yeah, solidified their place in the list. Yeah, um, for me. Um, no, I get you. I get you. I've had a, I've had a few. Trying to recall if I would have mentioned this one last week. I don't think I would have. Um, watch a lot of movies, so I'm like, I don't <laughs> know exactly when. Um, I watched the movie Black Narcissus. Does that sound familiar? Did I mention that at all? No. I have not heard All of that right. one yet. Uh, that is, uh, it was released in 1947. It is uh, directed by Pressburger and Powell, who also did uh, A Matter of Life and Death, which was earlier on my list. It was a, mm. you know, Technicolor dream sort of thing. And Black Narcissus is one of the best looking movies of all time. It did not disappoint. I don't know if it would have breached my top 100, but it, it earned a spot in like the theoretical favorite movies ever sort of deal. Okay. Um, uh, some others. I did rewatch a couple that were going to be this week and are no longer this week. They, mm. they, they, but I also rewatched some that were this week and stayed this week. So it kind of, mm. it, you know, it, it, some of them just earned that, that climb up. I also, for the first time, I rewatched Fight Club for the first time in almost a decade. Uh, yeah. Almost certainly would have made the top 100. Uh, Ocean's 11. That was a first watch. Probably mm. would have made the top 100. <laughs> Uh, I, I've dug into some Fincher, 
with that Fight Club rewatch, you know, uh, Gone Girl, 1,000% would have made the top 100 mm. here. I uh, loved that movie. Um, no Country for Old Men would have made my top 100. That's mm. a Coen Brothers movie. That is a good one. Uh, yeah, that would have made my top 100. Uh, Carol, 2015, directed by Todd Haynes, who actually has a movie coming out in December on Netflix called May, December. Uh, it's got Kate Blanchett and Rooney Mara as uh, uh, a couple of women out of a, just a bit ahead of their time. 1950s. They, uh, they want each other. They have each mm. other. It affects other aspects mm-hmm. of life. Oh, you, uh, your morals are all wackety do. You like women and you are a woman, you know, like a very good movie though. Carol strongly recommend. And then the last one that I watched earlier today or finished earlier today, the master, which was directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. Uh, it starts, uh, it stars, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Joaquin Phoenix. And Amy Adams. That was, a. That was a bizarre one and one that uh, I I highly recommend. So a bunch of first watches, a bunch of stuff that I'm very happy with. But they they would have made the list, but we're in too deep now, buddy. Can't can't go. Yeah, we are. Accent anything else. This is a a living document, and it's just solidified just because we made it at a time and we decided we we need to do this top 100. You know, at some point, we need to get it down on paper because it will change, and eventually... Oh, it does. And it'll keep changing, man. It'll keep changing. And uh, we'll revisit this topic eventually. Shit, I'd be willing to bet we could revisit this topic in literally one year and it'd be different. But we're going to give it a little more time to breathe than that, I think. But, uh, yeah, if you want to take us on in with your 39, I'm ready for you. All right. Well, 39 uh, has already been said from you. This was a a 52-year journey movie, and uh, it's a hard one to watch. And I I guess it it lowered it a little bit because initially I had this pretty high up. Um, But a hard scene to watch, but I think it, I don't know, it's a movie that, impacted me like no other at the time like going through it and it was dead poet society uh, by peter weir um and just i mean like there i think when you brought it up you said like um it just has like a, a very difficult scene to get through so it always makes it a difficult watch and like i feel like that just like that speaks to the movie more than like mm-hmm. anything like it's like y- you still want to watch that movie even though you know what comes and oh. then like it's just I don't know. It's such such a memorable movie. Like just on on every like on so you many know, levels. Every aspect, man. Oh, I love yeah. that movie. And uh, mm. yeah, like when I said it, if I had rewatched it more recently, almost certainly would have been higher. Um, mm. But there were some that I had to had to let lie. I even yeah. have a couple of those this episode um, mm. where I was like, these would probably climb if I rewatched them, but I'm just gonna leave them there. I'm just gonna let them sit. I'm comfortable with that. Uh, Dead Poet Society, man. Robin Williams, Ethan Hawke, mm-hmm. uh, what? Robert Sean Leonard is that? Is that his name, or is it Sean Robert? It's, it's Robert Sean Leonard. Uh, yeah, Robert Sean Leonard as Neil. Mm-hmm. Dude, just a overwhelmingly heartwarming and heart wrenching movie. Both both happen like just a devastating film, man. What a good one, though. Yeah, I don't know. I just remember like them in the in the caves, you know, like you know, I, I, the whole like kind of dead poets 
like um, Robin Williams just saw in Neil. He's like, you know, kind of saw himself in the, you know, it was like a sh- shut down or whatever. hasn't really been a thing. But then he kind of like brought it back to life, like their secret club and everything. Yeah. And just like, although like, I don't know, like I've never been to a private school like that at all. But like, I don't know why it's, it was just like a really cool thing to think about as like, just like a, I don't know. It's just the boys getting together in a cave, and the a few boys. few girls came actually too. I don't know. There, are, I guess there are a few girls there. Um, but it's like a coming of age story. It was after yeah. they'd already met there, That's so true. that they could impress yeah. the girls. That they <laughs> yeah. were with. you know, poetry. It's a you don't say it. It falls mm. from your tongue like honey. You know, like a that 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 whole thing. He's yeah. uh dude. I love me some Robin Williams. <laughs> it's a. Uh, that is a special fucking movie, man, and uh, it's it's only it only becomes more and more special, and it's got a timelessness to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, that movie's from 1989. Yeah, that is uh, nuts. Looking at that, that's I don't know, crazy. Like I, it could, I it could have been 15, like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, like I'm trying to think of what surrounded that, like on the. 52-year journey project. We like had Totoro came. the year before, Goodfellas the year wow. after. Wow. Okay. Wow. How are you you're that good with the years? That's great. I am. I got that. Man. When it comes to the 52-year journey through film movies, mm-hmm. I've got the, I've got those down. I think I could, I think in theory, I could go from 1970 through 2022 and tell you every single movie. Damn. That's nuts. Uh, I got to, like, I, I always, like, kind of just pinball, like, like I yeah. know certain years, like Star Wars seventy seven. That's like in my brain. Like I don't know a few, like few of those. But like I, I, I don't know. I, just lo- I made the I made the graphics for them, and I put the year on every single yeah. one of them. Yeah. I looked at them yeah, over. Yeah. I've looked at them. So, like it's just uh, all of those are kind of ingrained in my brain at this point. I had to type it out so yeah. many fucking times, you know. So like, uh, uh-huh. there's there are still a few that slip through the cracks though. Um, like there are a few that I can't remember if it's like. 83 or 86 or if it's and it's okay. usually that like 73 76 uh, mm. uh it's three and six for some reason i i can't uh, sometimes i can't keep mm. up with it um that's far better than i can do i don't know i gotta i only know just a handful nah, i don't I'm know why to, i think uh no nah, that's a good that's a good place to start the list on this on this episode man that's a mm. ah that's one that makes you feel a lot and uh yeah. I will not be starting my list with one that makes you feel a lot. It's more just like a wow, this is a good fucking movie. Mm-hmm. It's a good fucking movie. You come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding, <laughs> and you don't even have the courtesy to call me the Godfather. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Godfather at thirty nine for me, nineteen seventy two, directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Not too uh, far off. No, not at all. Not yeah. at all. You only had it a couple spots ago at forty one. I, uh, and every reasoning you had behind it, I fully sympathized with, you know, uh, it's such a good movie that you can't leave it off the list Mm -hmm. and it's good enough to climb to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to that feeling, I don't get that. Like, I don't get hardly any feeling watching that movie besides just kind of awe, you know, at like, uh, at the performances, at the photography. It's just a it's just an excruciatingly well made movie more than anything. Yeah. And that'll that'll take you high, but it can only take you so high. And uh I uh Indeed. I went ahead and put it at thirty nine. This is even one that I started a rewatch and was like, 
I'm good. I know this movie, you know, like I, 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 I know yeah. this movie now yeah. and uh, that's okay. Um, I got uh, about an hour in or not an hour in, like I, I turned it on and I started working on like graphics and stuff for the podcast. And I was like, yeah, this is, it's a, uh, people are going to think this is fucking blasphemous. I think the Godfather <laughs> is a wonderful background movie. Um, it, it's yeah. got such a, it's, it's a wonderful aesthetic. I think once you've seen it, you got it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, Marlon Brando, the performances in that movie are fucking brilliant. Al Pacino yeah. is so goddamn good. Uh, okay. This will not be my only Al Pacino movie of the episode either. By the okay. Way. Um, wow. Yeah, no, I, the, the difference, you know, pretty close on our list, but I had Barbie above mine mm-hmm. and you had it two, two spots below, which is interesting. Yes, indeed. And I don't know, I, I thought it was going to be Barbie on digital today. Oh, apparently they didn't. They, they announced that like literally last night, mm-hmm. the yep. day before it was supposed to come. I was so fucking pissed. I didn't see. I I stayed up until eleven. Mm-hmm. I was gonna stay no. up till eleven anyway. But I was looking like yeah. I saw that tweet at nine thirty a.m. Mm-hmm. And the entire fucking day, I was going. God, I can't wait to watch Barbie tonight. Nope. Yep. Nope. 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 Gotta wait. You know they're putting that IMAX. You know they're yeah. doing another IMAX release. So I'll probably, probably go gonna... ahead and see it. I mean. IMAX probably gonna make them go like 1.4 billion oh it's gonna i don't know it's gonna maybe like it's gonna, gonna, be it's gonna boost the numbers a bit but um, yeah no nah, but man. do you think uh, do you think barbie ever does go above the godfather for you like do you think i'm very confident, watch you know uh there, there's a there's a certain aspect to you know barbie does make me feel things it did make me like mm-hmm. it made me cry the one time i saw it in the cinemas you know like it's mm-hmm. uh the Godfather's never made me cry. You know, it, it hasn't. It's a good fucking movie, but it hasn't made me cry. Um, and I, I will not try to sell The Godfather short. I do think The Godfather's The Godfather's a better made movie, and I don't think there's any chance I'll ever think. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think anyone denies the crap. Oh no 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 no! Really the Godfather's one of the best movies ever. Yeah. Uh, just just period. Uh, but I think the second time I watch Barbie it will elevate above the Godfather. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I tr- truly think that I think that if I watch that movie again, it will probably, I don't know how high it could rise, but I think it could, I think it would easily have slipped into this episode instead of 41. Um, yeah, but yeah, the Godfather, I, I, uh, you said it, you're like, uh, you said it last week and I was like, ah, we're not, we're not, I'm not far off by any means. I'm right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still, it's still 41. You know, like that's that is top fifty, man. Yeah, that's, there are I mean, thousands of movies. That, that tens of thousands is there? Is gotta there, be. You think? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. They've man, been making that's... movies. Uh, Citizen Kane, as of the date of recording, which is yesterday for those listening now, Tuesday. Um, eighty-two years ago today, Citizen Kane was released. Eighty-two. Holy. So, shit. like, you know. It, it, that's a lot. Even if you did a hundred movies per year for eighty-two years, which yeah. is definitely the case, uh, you're reaching thousands there. So, like, Damn. yeah, that's a lot of movies. Dang. What if? I wonder if there is like a total count, and like what maybe like what classifies like a movie? Like, could it be any movie that anyone puts out? Is it just a time thing? Um, is it a? I don't know. I don't know if like any like just fan made movies would count, but I think they do. You know, if it, if it was put to film and created, it's a movie. 
It's just like might not book. be good. Yeah, it's just a book, but in visual form. There you go. That's all it is. No, yeah. I, I but I started my list with The Godfather thirty nine. Okay, well, moving on. Um, I have a a spotlight movie here. Um, and it was one I was really excited to get to. Uh, on the spotlight, it's a a Nolan, and I don't even think it made your list. Actually, I think. Um, but this is where I have the prestige from Nolan. Ah, yes. Uh, with Christian Bale and Hugh Jackman, it's just a. I don't know. I've I've I think it might have been like the real first Nolan movie I got into. Um, I mean, it did come out in like 2006. I don't know like when the first time I watched it was. But, like, I was super into magic at the time, yeah. like, just hard tricks and, like, watching magic magicians on YouTube and stuff and how it was all done. Um, so that was, like, a, a ticker. I was super obsessed with Nikola Tesla and just having him be, like, David Bowie in the movie is just, like, badass. Awesome. Um, and then it's just, like, I think at the time, I don't know, I feel like I knew Christian Bale was Batman, though, for some reason. So I don't know. I don't know if that's conflicting thoughts or I don't know. Um, but I don't know. I, I just remember being like taken, just really taken away with this movie. And I don't know. I like, I like Nolan. I've, I've become much, much a fan of him after doing the spotlight. Um, mm. and, uh, I don't know. This, this one was just one that I was pre exposed to, um, well in like just beforehand. And I just got a, oh, a yeah. lot of watches of it. And I don't know. I just, I love the, just the back and the the plot twists just keep unraveling and keep going bigger and bigger and yeah and, fuck yeah you know, is this just, your second know. Nolan of five I I'm assuming? think yeah I did I, I've said Dunkirk I remember yeah. I know that I think that's the only one I've said so far uh, I think so too I think so too because I've got three three more that I'm sure fire are above the prestige on your list um, yeah yeah. I've got two. I've got two more, and they are both above where you have the prestige on this list. And I know you like one more movie a bit more than I did. Um, mm. There are indeed three. One a little closer, um, and then two that shoot uh, quite a way up. But um, yeah, no, this fuck yeah. this. Uh, I don't know. Nolan's kind of very spread out for me, I guess, because I had Dunkirk down at like. Let's see. It was a while back. Yeah, there's some more movies. I thought it was there. It wasn't. Am I missing? Oh, there it is. 58. Um, actually. Yeah, a couple episodes back. Yeah, okay. Man, that's great. Yeah, that is two episodes ago. Yeah, upper half, so. But, yeah, no. Won't hear another Nolan until until next episode, midway through. Hmm. Uh, yeah, only only Nolan of this episode for me. Uh, we got some other it. big big it. name directors as well. So I don't know this right. one yeah. is all over the place. That's for sure. This I episode. dig it. Yeah, I'm on to I'm on to a pretty big name director with my next one. Uh, I've already set four of his movies, mm. and this will be my fifth. And I will still have four more after that. Damn. <laughs> uh, yeah, Spielberg, Steven Spielberg. Love He's got it like that. Spielberg. He does, man. He's got nine movies in my top 100. <laughs> and this is the fifth. Uh, top five, mm-hmm. top five Spielberg. Uh, this is where I have 1993's Jurassic Park. Uh, uh, okay. 
another one that's just certified. You know? Just a fucking classic. And Mm -hmm. there is no goddamn doubt about it. Uh, Sam Neill and Laura Dern are electric in this movie. Um, Just absolutely love them. Wayne Knight has a role that is absolutely hilarious. Um, Love the way he dies in this movie. Um, He's the... The... Yeah, he's the shaving cream guy. Oh, I know. I, I know him from uh, Seinfeld. He was actually a recurring character in Seinfeld. Yeah. Newman. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he does go pretty funny, huh? Yeah, it's like, a little uh, funny. Can't find his glasses, and glasses. the Velociraptor gets his yeah. ass. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe not even a Velociraptor. Some little fucking dinosaur <laughs> that just kind of picks his shit apart. Um, no, man, this is another one that's just, uh, it's a spectacle to behold, kind mm-hmm. of. It's a, it's a brilliant movie in every technical aspect you can possibly think of. Mm-hmm. And as far as action and adventure is concerned, you're not getting better. Bot- bottom line, yeah. you're not. Uh, There's not a lot of bad things to say about Jurassic Park. No, I like, can't. Uh, they, I can't think of a one, you know, like the, uh, yeah. the only thing that keeps it this low is it's another one that doesn't make me doesn't evoke those emotions out of me. It doesn't yeah. make me feel, uh, it doesn't make me uh, feel like over, I mean, I'm happy, you know, at the end of the mm-hmm. movie when they make it out, I'm like, yeah, pretty adventurous, yeah. you know, yeah. there's, I'm there's just, a sense of adventure like a, there at first, but yeah, nothing, mm-hmm. yeah, nothing ever like it. Um, super crazy. Yeah, I mean, it, just it's iconic fun. though, like an iconic film. Uh, there's so uh, Jeff Goldblum is potentially, <laughs> My favorite, away. yeah, potentially my favorite character ever in that movie, he's, uh, Dr. He's Ian so Malcolm. Awesome. Dude, he's wonderful in that. What you call mm-hmm. Discovery, I call the rape of the natural world. Uh, and I mean, mm-hmm. like, he delivers that line that I come back to, I don't know, all the fucking time. The, yeah. the you know, uh, you spent so much time contemplating whether or not you could, you didn't think about whether or not mm-hmm. you should. Yeah, uh, and that's just such a fundamental idea to me now. And while I'd always, I think I'd had the thought to have it so concisely put by Jeff fucking Goldblum in an extremely mm-hmm. exciting movie. <laughs> hell yeah, it's gonna stick with me. Oh yeah, um, hmm. uh, well, I love Jurassic Park, man. Uh, had we'll had to a, have it on here. We'll get a double. Oh, it'll it'll come up again this episode. Oh so yeah, we'll, I thought it might. It. I thought it might. Talk about it some more. Um, in a little, I guess a little, little bit, um, but yeah, no, that it is. I guess we'll come back to it uh, when we get there. But uh, for thirty-seven, I'll reserve, some, I'll reserve some thoughts then. There, I got another classic here though, and I think it's probably higher up on yours. Um, mm-hmm. I just haven't dove in, divin, dove in, dove, dove. Yeah, I knew I was wrong both times. There you go. I haven't dove into this franchise hard enough, and I need to. Um, and I can already tell as I dive yeah. further, it will grow. Um, but this is, I have a Spielberg as well. And it's uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark right here. Uh, 1981. And, Spielberg is getting some love in this episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he is. And I mean, this is kind of, I don't know. Now I'm, like, after talking about Jurassic Park, I guess, I don't know. I think Jurassic Park was. It's just like kind of standalone. It can I don't know. It's very standalone. It may it's just a very happy movie. I'm I'm thinking about like why it's above. to it also. Yeah, but like, but like with 
Raiders, I'm like, I'm pro- I'm having way more of a fun time watching yeah. Raiders, though. Like, that's just a blast. And, like, the, just, it makes me want to be, like, an archaeologist. Like, it seems like oh, every archaeologist could just do this, you know, if they're cool enough and badass <laughs> right. enough. I don't know. It's like, this is, like, the peak of archaeology if you just reach Indiana Jones level. Yeah. Um, I'm sure every but, archaeologist would tell you that. Yeah, I mean, that's probably all of their role models. I mean, how could it yeah, not exactly. be? You know, like, how could you not want to be Indiana Jones? Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, now that I, I don't know, after talking Jurassic Park, I don't know. I, it is interesting now that I, I kind of put it above. Um, you put Jurassic Park above Raiders. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. I, um, mm-hmm. I have Raiders much higher on my list. Mm-hmm. I've, I've never been shy about it being one of my favorite movies of all time. It's, uh, you know, as opposed to Jurassic Park, this is one that puts a smile on my face ear to ear pretty much the entire time I'm watching it, mm-hmm. um, which is the other criteria. It either has to make me sob or it has to make me happier than I've ever been, you know, yeah. or both. And both is yeah. the best. That's the best option. And he has um, so many good hero moments, too. That oh, is so brilliant. And he's and like he's uh, he kind of breaks the mold for what a typical action star of the time was. You know, he's intelligent. Uh, he's a professor of archaeology, mm-hmm. not just yeah. an archaeologist, but he teaches archaeology. Mm-hmm. He's sexy, which always helps. It's a, it's probably oh, the yeah. finest Harrison Ford has ever looked. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, he's like, he cares. You know, he cares about human life. He's fighting fascists. It's not just like, well, I got to get out of this situation alive, and I'm gonna kill anybody yeah. I can to do it. Uh, nah, you know, he's, I mean, he's going to kill anybody he can, but anybody he can is Nazis and that's dope. Uh, yeah. Can't, can always get behind that. You know, this... I, I love killing Nazis. That's the shit, man. Uh, Indy yeah. is just, uh, it's one of the most anti-fascist franchises there is with one of the most anti-fascist characters there is. And that's, it's a perfect storm for me. Uh, I fucking love, I fucking love that movie. Yeah. And I don't know now that I'm. I'm thinking about it. It feels kind of wrong to to have it. I mean, this low, but ah, um, uh, you know. I mean, that's, that's why the thing. We'll like every, this topic. Yeah, it's just it's just a a whole. Every movie's so different. It's so hard, mm-hmm. like hard to compare. And like, why did it go down this far before? Like, it just I guess I don't know. Some stuff just falls. That's just how it goes. You know, it. like I completely get you. Uh, there's, I mean, shit. There are movies in this episode that it's like, what? You know what the fuck? 30s. Yeah. But like, it's the 30s, you know? It's not like it's... This is true. Yeah. It is It is the 30s. Like, th- these are all movies. Like, We're there's not a... Your true, you, yeah. There is a... There's this thing that you throw at movies throughout your life, unless you do a project dedicated to it like this, where you go, oh, that's like a top 10 favorite movie of all time. You've said that about probably 40 movies. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, yeah. uh, it's, it's yeah, almost it's not, a guarantee. Yeah. Uh, that's, oh, that's, ah, shit, it's gotta be a top 10 favorite movie. You know, I've said that about an ungodly amount of movies and like actually quantifying it makes it clear that, oh, it's not top 10, but that's how I feel about it. You know, I yeah. feel like it could be, and that's what matters. Uh, yeah, man, I, I love, I love Indy. I love Indiana Jones and, uh, I'll actually, we might revisit the franchise within this episode. Mm, okay. uh, yeah. Figure there are more stops along the way. Oh, of course. Mm, of course. Right. I've I've already got three of them. I only got two movies left. I already said Dial of Destiny, 
Oxed Kingdom of the Crystal mm-hmm. Skull, and Oxed Temple of Doom. Um, so I've only got a few left in that regard. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, back-to-back Spielberg's there. I love it. Jurassic mm-hmm. Park and Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's a fucking good combo. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, I'm heading over to another iconic director. You know, Nolan, Spiel, uh, Coppola, mm-hmm. Nolan, Spielberg. Coming to Scorsese with okay. the next Martin Scorsese. This mm-hmm. is the highest Martin Scorsese movie in my list, which was one of those details that made me go, oh, really? You know, like my highest Martin Scorsese movie is at 37. Uh, hmm. The Wolf of Wall Street, 2013, Martin Scorsese. Um, This is... Uh, uh, certifiably, undoubtedly, my favorite Scorsese movie of all time. Um, and doing this project really made me realize that. You know, because it was always like, is it Goodfellas or is it this? Mm-hmm. And it just became overwhelmingly clear when I was doing this that I couldn't look at the Goodfellas poster above the Wolf of Wall Street poster and feel right about it, you know? Um, yeah. It's Fugazi. It's Fugazi. It's a wise it's on it's the a elemental chart. It hasn't landed. It hasn't. Oh man, yeah. It, wow. It never landed. God, and that's just a little cameo. Fairy dust, motherfucker. Yeah, that's uh, just a little cameo. That's nothing. That's like that's just one scene in the movie. And God, no, I uh, I love that movie, man. It's one that uh, I've revisited several times throughout the years. You know, I think I watched it for the first time. When I was twenty, when I was sixteen, you know, back in twenty sixteen, mm-hmm. I mixed up when I was twenty back in twenty sixteen. So mm-hmm. when I was sixteen, I watched it for the first time, um, and I've revisited it pretty much yearly since then. Mm-hmm. Every time, kind of gaining something new from it. Uh, the movie's astonishingly funny. With a, you know, it, a lot of people have the misconception that it's glorifying. Belfort and his lifestyle, but I don't think Scorsese has ever had a deeper contempt for any of his protagonists. Like it seems so clear that he fucking despises this guy, which just makes it all the more funny that mm-hmm. he was you know, working on the movie. Um, yeah, I don't it, it's, know. it's just like, there's a, a weird sense of like people idolizing like the main character of a movie, like kind of like missing the whole point sort of thing. Oh yeah. And, like I get that a lot with like Patrick Bateman, like with American no. psycho, like people like go crazy for him. And it's like, Oh, well he's also like a serial killer. Um, yeah. and you he have is that movie at, on like, your list? he's insane. No, I don't. I don't either. Um, I don't either. I did want to drop a little tidbit about it while we're on it though. I think I've said this before, but, uh, the way Christian Bale played that role, the, Mm. the kind of energy he wanted to get across he mm-hmm. decided he was going to play it like he was tom cruise <laughs> wow he wanted, um, he wanted his he wanted to put off this like I see alpha it. male oh, confident I see exterior it. but like you look at his eyes and there's just nothing there you know <laughs> it's just uh it's just a pit mm-hmm. um there's yeah. there's nothing in that man like there's um, like I guess if you want to look at some things like it, like how clean his apartment was, you know, it was like music, you know, he had a pretty cool, like, you know, music again. You bring it back to Belfort and you kind of get the same thing. You know, this man knew mm-hmm. how to fucking party. 
Uh, he, he knew yeah. how to have a good time. You know, it was just life ruining fun. That's like the kind of shit yeah. he was up to. Um, yeah. And uh, not just his life ruining fun, other people's lives ruining fun. Mm -hmm. And that's, uh, that's when you start to go, oh, well, this guy's a massive piece of shit. He's, uh, despicable in almost every single way you can be. Kind of crazy he got away with that for so long. Like, I mean, that's kind of nuts. Like, oh, it's insane. Like that, that's, that's like, that's not a made up, that's not made up. That's not like all fiction. I mean, some of it's dramatized, like for the movie, but like the, like the core of what they were doing, like, it's insane how much I money that dude. drugs every day to sedate the entire <laughs> island of Manhattan. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how that dude's still like breathing. Honestly. He's still alive like, yeah, and that's, he's not in prison. He's like, that's, yeah. I mean, pff, dude's winning. Like if he wakes up another day, I, yeah, I guess. Yeah insane um uh, but it's uh it's one of my favorite leo roles it's not going to be mm -hmm. my highest leo movie i have a i think i have two more maybe maybe more okay. than that i have two leo movies higher than it uh it won't it won't even be my last margot robbie movie uh okay. margot robbie this is her like uh -huh. breakout rise to stardom uh she became a movie mm -hmm. star off of this and uh it's jonah hill's best work far and away oh definitely uh, it's oh not man he's so good this. um yeah and I think you could make the argument that it might be Leo's best work too. Like the role that he is putting on, it's he is doing it incredibly well. It's the like, most like non-Leo that you see him kind of. Oh, like dude, like yeah, like I don't know. He he really does. does I really I often think like... I just kind of take it for granted sometimes. Whenever he takes the like years expired quaaludes yeah and uh, then it kicks in and then he starts like drooling and like sweating and he's like a mess that's the like i would think on set they drugged that man and said go ahead let's film this shit like that's yeah. that's pretty incredible you know like uh mm. the 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 show he's putting on there it's not easy and like that's and, that's just and margot robbie she deserved uh she deserved <laughs> a, a nomination at least for this role she was brilliant in it mm -hmm. um uh, love Kristen miliati i'm always gonna give Kristen miliati some love um she's a teresa petrello uh <laughs> she got she got her moment oh uh, yeah find, that's finding right. him in the back of the limo with margot robbie and uh mm -hmm. he cheated on me and he's like it was the saddest i've ever been I moved her out of the apartment, filed for divorce, and Naomi moved in three days later. You know, like, uh, that's, yeah. uh, just, uh, what a fucking piece of shit, man. Uh, nah, I, I know, like I said, yeah. I adore this movie. And it, this is another one that if I let this one sit, you know, I did not rewatch this one so that it would not climb up the list. Because mm. it almost certainly would have had I revisited yeah. prior to this episode. I love this movie. Mm. Um, but yeah, Wolf of Wall Street, highest Scorsese movie, not the highest Leo or Margot Robbie movie, but, uh, definitely the highest Scorsese movie. And, yeah. uh, I love it. I love that movie, man. I got a Margot movie higher. Um, trying to see if I have any Scorsese. I don't think I do have any of him left. Um, cause this, I don't know, this didn't make it for me, but it probably should. I mean, like mm. it wouldn't be up here for me. I think it's hilarious. Like I, I, I like the movie, 
Uh, that's for sure. But I, yeah, I don't I don't know where I'd I'd put it on on my list personally. Yeah, I think more than anything, mm-hmm. it's like the length of a relationship I've had with this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've been watching it like for seven years now, and just the way that my perception of it has kind of evolved is really. F- I remember the first time I watched it very vividly. Like I was, it was like summer. Summer 16, baby. Iconic shit happened that summer, man. I mean, that's a uh, goaded year. That's a yeah, goaded was... year. Uh, but, like, I was up at, like, 2 a.m. And I was like, why not watch a three-hour movie right this fucking second? Fuck it. You know? Yeah. And I stayed up yeah. till 5 a.m., watched Wolf of Wall Street front <laughs> to back. Um, huh. No no better time to watch it, by the way, than when you're deliriously tired. Um very funny, yeah. very fun yeah. movie. I, um, I don't know. I feel like it, it should because I it, it it did it was a movie that like you feel like at the time like I don't know. I I feel like my younger self would have idolized Jordan Belfort right. a little bit. You'd you have been like, like, oh shit, let's get that money. Uh, let's uh, mm-hmm. let's party and yeah, but, you know, to a de- to a degree. The thing that always like. What I do appreciate about that movie is that they show how every other aspect is so undeniably terrible that you kind of have to like whenever he tries to kidnap his child and punches Mm. Naomi in the stomach Mm -hmm. and he's high as fuck off those quaaludes and then cocaine and then takes the baby and or the child and drives through the garage door and slams the car into a brick wall. And you kind of go, okay, well, this man's. Yeah. No matter what yeah. fun he might have had, this is fucking awful. Um, yeah. There's a yeah. line, and he's he's definitely crossed it. Oh, by like a lot, by like a mile. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite moments in that movie is when Jonah Hill, uh, Donnie Azoff, is taking over Stratton Oakmont, and he's like, uh, Jordan's on house arrest, and he's like, uh, he comes and visits him. He's got the ankle monitor on, and he's like, uh, you know, what, what? how you doing, man? And he's like, oh, you know, bored as shit having a terrible time uh, and you know we got this to pay this to pay we can't afford the house anymore and he's like don't worry about it you know then he's like i got you i'm making mm. gobsmack amount of money i got you uh and he's like what are, what are you drinking there he's like it's uh it's non-alcoholic beer and he's like uh what do you how you liking being sober he goes it's fucking awful <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah i mean after being on the stuff he was on oh my god like I, that's I don't think he ever quit, you know, like, I, no, like if you are that, like, I think you should all the power to anybody mm. trying, trying, uh, but if you are taking enough drugs daily to sedate the Island of Manhattan, just do that until you're done. You know, uh, I take like one puff of a dispensary cart and I'm like down for the count. And this dude <laughs> was like, this dude was just, I don't know, ingesting enough to kill me like 10 times over. Probably. Oh, so. Dude, if I don't die from a straight up overdose based off what he's doing, I'm dying from a panic attack. You know, like I'm going to give myself a heart attack yeah, at some point. It's not a matter of, you know, it's just a matter of how, but it, like not a matter of when. It it will happen. It will happen. Yeah, don't know. Don't know what. Don't know when. But yeah, that's, that's a, I don't know. That, that is a, probably will go down as a classic. That you know, was one eventually. of those movies yeah. I told you. Like yeah, that's two of them, I think, that's will be meant. considered classics, and I think this—I mean, shit—it's ten it's years old there. now. Maybe it's like it's getting there. Like, 
I'd say people like our age, definitely. Like, like what's like just a, a classic for you growing up? Like that's, I don't know. I feel like that that's on a lot of people's lists. Like that, if it's not already, like it will no, be it's for sure. Good, man. Yeah, so like good. telling our kids the classic movies of our time. That's one. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I I will never forget when it came out and kind of like uh, having to steer clear of it because it dropped the f bomb more than any movie yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. Literally more than any movie ever. Wow. Uh, has it been beaten? It has by like a movie called uh, like. It's literally about cursing. Like they were just trying oh, to curse. So they were trying. Yeah. Oh, oh they, they just said fuck that many times in this movie. Uh, I feel like it's like 500 or something like that. Like something absurd. They say fuck once every like six 569. seconds. 569. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. And then fuck documentary has 857. Yeah. So, so like, feature film wise. Come on. Yeah. Wow, that's sick. That was the second time Scorsese had held that record as Goodfellas was the first. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, Casino. Casino's up there. I recognize that. Uncut Gems is right below Wolf of Wall Street. I believe um, that. That is at 560. It almost gave me, I mean, it basically gave me an anxiety. Apparently, time. there's one above Fuck the Documentary. Oh, uh, Swearnet, Swearnet the movie. Yeah. So there's a fuck documentary and Swearnet. Swearnet's at 935, um, and that came out the year after. So that's what you were talking about. Fuck. Well, if they say five, if they say fuck 569 times in a three-hour feature film, I can't imagine Swearnet is more than an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> it is. <laughs> It is. It's under an hour and a half. Yeah, it's under two hours. It's 112 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Rate yeah. per movie. That's interesting. Yeah, it's like rate per minute. They even have the fucks per minute of these movies. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. The highest fucks per minute is fuck. Yeah. It, fucks per minute, Wolf Wall Street drops down to 12. 3.16 fucks per minute. Um, mm. So the running time would hurt it there. Um, yeah, everything else I, is like... I mean, that's a fuck every short. 20 seconds. Or 20 minutes, yeah. you know? Or, no, 20 seconds. I was right. Yeah, three fucks per minute. Yeah, every 20 seconds. A little a little under that, actually. Um, that's absurd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fucks. Any, that's a ton of fucks. Uh, but no, love Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, that's that's what I had at 37. And I'm uh, I'm happy with it. Probably could have risen up a list, but, you know. It is what it is. All right. Well, all right. This one is it's a special movie to me. I feel like it's underrated. Um and not a movie that I don't know, I'd I'd expect to have liked, but I don't know why. It's my man Denzel, so that helps a little bit. Um but this is where I have two thousand tens, The Book of Eli, directed mm-hmm. by Albert and Alan Hughes. I didn't know that. A little Little brother duo here, maybe. Yeah, there you go. Uh, that I did that I didn't know of. <clears throat> but this, I don't know. It's a religious story, uh, at at heart, but not really at the beginning. It's more of like nuclear fallout, sort of, and like what the world would be like after like such a such a thing. And you know, you got Denzel. Uh, got he's he's the main character. Amazing. You got Mila Kunis as kind of the a little side character, but Gary Oldman. 
Um, the performance he puts on here is actually nuts. I think he won. I think he's the one that won like an award for this, and Denzel didn't. I think. Um, yeah, Denzel was nominated. Oh, that's okay. Well, nothing. I guess big Academy. But um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like the movie's just a little underrated, though. Um, and if I don't know, it's not very. It gets pretty religious at the end, like uh, the I don't know, just like straight up the Bible and stuff and whatever. Um, but I don't know. It's it just it's it's kind of like this, um, just old disgruntled hero passing through a town, and you know at first it's. He's just wanting to to charge his iPod, gather a few things, and leave. He's headed west. That's all he knows, you know. He's right. Whatever. And he he sees the town is not doing too. I don't know. It's just kind of like a like Yojimbo a little bit. Not really. Yeah. You know. I don't know. Just kind of like the the hero that doesn't want to be a hero. Um, yeah. Coming into the town and and then it just helps that Denzel's an absolute badass and maybe blind the whole time too which is like kind of up in the air it's like ghost rider rolling into san venganza huh yeah i mean dude is is nice with the weapons like in the guns and and stuff but but he's got a machete too and it's like he's i don't know he's he's very resourceful he's a very resourceful man um and i don't know i just think the con like the concept of the story is really cool this like post so like it, it, I think he gets into it. Like he's like, yeah, like nuclear war. Like that's I remember. Yeah, I was like, like I've, he, he remembered a time before. Hmm. Um, yeah, I've never, too. I've never watched this movie. Obviously, I've heard wow. of it a whole bunch uh, over the course of the last thirteen years, but more in the mm. last couple years because of you. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, it's still one that I have not made it around to, but yeah, it was uh, it was always one that struck me as intriguing. Like just the the title, the Book of E. Eli, that's cool. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's, I mean, it, it's got a lot of different, like, just things thrown into one post apocalyptic sort of lifestyle Fahrenheit 451, a little bit in there. Yeah, um, yeah. Bunch, I don't know, a bunch of really cool, like, storylines that all kind of converge eventually. And the ending is, is very satisfying. Uh, that's for sure. And, like, it kind of leaves you even on like, oh, maybe there's going to be another 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 movie, and who knows? Maybe they do. Maybe they do come back to this with Mila Kunis. I mean, they just did. They just did Equalizer there. three, man. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. it's kind of like Denzel is just a, a badass in the 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 Hollywood multiverse. He just yeah. doesn't really seem to ever have a role where he's not. Um, but this one is is very nice in that regard. That's for sure. He's he's probably the most capable okay. man on the planet. Honestly, okay. like. If I, there's not many people left, but out of all, like he's you he's the most capable. Yeah, um, you motherfuckers. It's King it's a, Kong ain't got shit on me. Yeah, definitely uh, not not that type of Denzel. He's he's humble about it here. Yeah. He's like he he doesn't he doesn't like talk any shit really at all. It's just all what he can do. Like it, it, his actions speak for him. You know he. He doesn't need any of that. But. Pimp shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. I like Denzel, man. That's a that's a good. I was wondering mm-hmm. when it was gonna come around because I knew you. I knew you loved that movie, and I was yeah. the more it more it kept climbing, the more I was like, oh man, watch the shit really out of that movie. movie. It's like a, it's not really comfortable at all whatsoever. Like 
but it somehow is a comfort movie for me. Like long, you know, like I said, you have a long history with a movie that you keep coming back to, and it's mm-hmm. it becomes special to you, even if it's not particularly yeah. emotional or if it's not particularly uh, happy. Like you just, if you've watched it for a long time, eventually you start to go, "Man, I love this movie." Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a good feel, one. Like, I feel like it. Like even crying, like yeah, doesn't really make me cry really at all. Maybe like one or two points, but it's not like not like I'm bawling or anything right. like that. Like it'll just be like, oh man, like man, like just a just yeah. a nice exit, yeah. Just one one of those. Like maybe one tear falls down my face. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, just a good story though, and just shot kind of cool. Like it's visually cool. Gary Oldman puts on a hell of a performance too. I love Gary it's, Oldman, man. He's yeah. good. He's a good. He's actor. So good got some range um and he, he plays a piece of shit in this one but it's a good piece of shit good piece of shit performance um, yeah love a good piece i mean we just talked about leo and wolf of wall street like it's a brilliant mm. piece of shit performance you know uh, <laughs> yeah not a shit performance one. but a performance of a piece of shit yeah exactly exactly yeah. you gotta have them. you gotta um yeah, but uh, my my next one, this is a top. This is officially top three comic book movies. Ooh, okay. I only yeah, have two yeah. after this. I only have uh-huh. two after this. This is where I have elected to put my MCU representative. Okay. You no, know, I didn't. I did. I have not had an MCU movie. I, I've enjoyed the MCU for many years. Mm-hmm. No movie as much as this one uh, in the MCU. Uh, this is where I have 2014's Guardians of the Galaxy, directed by James Gunn. Um, hey, what does this movie not have, man? Ah, uh, dude, this one does make me cry. This one. <laughs> does make me smile mm-hmm. ear to ear. You know, like, it is so fucking mm-hmm. good. It makes me so fucking happy. This is a comfort movie to the max. Uh, oh, yeah. Everything, everything I love about superhero movies, this movie has it, and it does it better than most ever have. You know, like, it's... uh. It's just everything you want out of out of. I remember I saw it in movie. The, I saw it in the movie theater when I was fourteen. Um, mm-hmm. oh, absolutely adored it from the first time I saw it. Um, there was just the, like it. I'd never heard of the Guardians as as nobody really had. You know, mm-hmm. they were not a popular yeah, no. team. Uh, mm-hmm. and James Gunn went ahead and made them a listers, uh, which is very very cool. You know. Um, Chris responsible Pratt. for literally the infinite yeah. stones and starting that storyline in Marvel. Like he was like, yeah, I'll come up with, you know, just it, it did find a way to put it in there. You know, yeah. it's like, eh, it'll work out. And, you know, I like this and, and the way the trilogy like wrapped itself up. I'm like, if it happens, I don't know if, if the, if his DCU is going to even be, if his DC universe is going to be possible at this point, I don't know, yeah, but right. I'm like, I trust this man. Like this, he has such a such a hold on comic book movies, and the dude just the dude just fucking gets it. And Superman Legacy will obviously be like a a hinge point because he's done 
Guardians of the Galaxy, and he's done the Suicide Squad, which is like, okay, yeah, that those don't mm-hmm. necessarily translate to Superman, but the spirit of those movies does. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The uh, It works really well with groups. It will be mm-hmm. interesting to see like a single character. Well, and that's um, the thing but... is, are we finally going to get a Superman movie where Lois is as important to the story mm-hmm. as Clark is, or, or Jimmy Olsen, or... Uh, mm-hmm. the the supporting the supporting cast around Superman. Yeah. Are we finally going to get one of those? Okay, uh, which I would love if that happened. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I mean think that's what Jeff does so well is he. It's all the supporting roles that are the best. Like every yeah. character has something. Like I don't know. There's some relationship between every character. Like it's a web. You know, he like it's not just relationships mm-hmm. better than most comic book movie writers and directors do. Um, and this movie is a peak example of that. Like you, 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 you spawn this romance of Star Lord and Gamora, and you're immediately in. You know, like it does not take long for you to Rocket and Groot are a beautiful mm-hmm. friendship. The the begrudging friendship of everybody together. You know, like it's just a. I love this movie. Um, and it's one mm-hmm. that I will never stop loving. Um just a very very special movie to me and i'll 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 love it until the end of time it is far and away my favorite mcu we went ahead it's my mcu representative but no other mcu movie would have come this high you know what i'm saying like this is uh this is the this is the bell of the ball yeah we uh we ended up choosing the same um representative movie for the mcu um i guess I, i had endgame in there as well already but uh, I hold I hold Guardians much higher than Endgame. Endgame was fifty. That was my midway point. Um, but yeah, we'll be coming back to Guardians eventually. Not not this episode though. Um, mm. We'll be in a little bit. But yeah, that it's a special trilogy, and like it's oh, it it's tough. Like no, like I don't even think it's really clear on like which movie's the best. Like I don't know. Like they're all. They're all just so their strength, good man. for different really reasons. Do. One is like, I mean, over, I mean, maybe one. I, is I, for now years, I would have said two was my favorite until Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three was coming out, and I was revisiting them, and I got to see like the specialness about mm-hmm. Guardians again, and I was like, oh man, this is just it's it's one of the best origin stories in all of comic book movies uh and to do it for an entire team so effectively yeah fucking great man i love it i love it yeah man yeah it is special yeah it'll i don't know i guess i had i have five comic book movies left i think Mm. um in mine and that will be the next one that i get to um but it won't be for a little bit um Okay, where, where, what number are we at? 35. 35, I believe, is Halfway what you're Halfway there. Um, I'm going to a musical here. <clears throat> and this, this, I don't know. From first watch, I was just like, holy shit. Like, I cried. Like, this was a cry. Like, first first watch, first cry. Um, trying to think of where I... This might have been theater. But it is 2018. Brian Singer's Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, oh, yeah! Did you think I was going La La or Tick Tick Boom here? I thought you were, yeah, I thought no. you were La La for sure. No, yeah. Um, and I mean, it will be this episode as well. 
Um, but this is where where I am going first is Bohemian Rhapsody, and I it was. I think it was like, for some reason, I'm feeling theater, but it doesn't seem right because the drive-in is hitting me for some reason. I think I might have seen this at a drive-in. Big drive-in movie for sure. It's 2018. That seems kind of right. I think we were like nostalgic. Uh, we have like, yeah, we haven't been to the, yeah, we haven't been to the drive-in in so long, and it's like a Queen movie, so it's like you know, it kind of fits the time. Oh, dude, that Live Aid scene. Wish I'd never been born at all. Oh, I don't know. This is just Queen, man. I love Queen. Uh, And I don't know. I didn't know a lot of like the stuff about Freddie Mercury at all before this movie. And then like after watching, I'm like, oh my god, like damn, like I don't know. Just learn, like learn about his life and everything, and what he had to deal with, and just seeing how big they got. Like strongly recommend uh reading a little bit more about Freddie Mercury. Mm. This Seems movie has like... been uh it's been noted that this wasn't incredibly accurate at every turn. Really? Uh-huh. Oh. Uh but and I mean like I I can't say for sure. Um but I too love this. I, I love watching this movie. I think it's a fun one. It doesn't make my top one hundred. Um but I remember, I remember when it was coming out and being like, "Oh shit!" Because Rami Malek, uh, yeah, it kind of kind of breaks out. He won a best best actor Oscar for this movie as Freddie Mercury. Um, he did. It was amazing, like incredible. Like whenever I saw him in Oppenheimer, I'm like, "Oh, like what is he?" You know, like I don't know, like he had his moment, you know. But I, I don't, I expected oh, man. like a, a bigger role. Um, but, but that like against his head, yeah, that. The similarities, like between the real performance at the Live Aid and like the one they did oh, in the movie, like and like just seeing him side by side, undeniably so cool. moving like, about that about that movie, you know, about that part mm-hmm. of the movie and about the story and how, I mean, Freddie Mercury, man, just a just a devastating, uh, a, a devastating indication of just how bad the AIDS crisis was. Yeah, you know. Uh, and that's, that's something that I uh, the movie does a pretty good job of diving into, but I still don't think it did like mm. that's a major major part of that man's story. And uh, I thought that yeah. uh, this one uh, I, I I'd enjoyed Queen prior, but it kind of re- it kind of led me to rediscovering their music in a in a new way, and I was so thankful that it did. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, no, it's a. Uh, I don't know, it I, might have won the worst Oscar ever. Um, huh? The worst Oscar ever? As it in... won editing at the Oscars. This movie oh. is horrendously edited. Like it's 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 objectively terribly put together, ed- editing wise. Uh, there's a conversation where Peter Bush, uh, uh, a Dylan, comes and sits mm-hmm. down at their like table. It's like Catwoman. Editing. Oh no! <laughs> uh, and it's just them talking, and it's like, oh my god, what the fuck is going on here? Uh, but no, wow. I, I uh, this movie, I think it gets, I think it catches a bad rap. It's a, uh, it it destroyed award season, like it cleaned up at award season, and not a lot of people thought it deserved that, and therefore people automatically dismissed this movie. I disagree. I like I 
always have a good time when I watch this movie. I always, I always uh, cry when I watch this movie because Rami Malek is brilliant mm. as Freddie, man. Uh, just uh, incredibly moving performance that he puts on. I think um, there's actually a picture of Rami winning best actor. And like when he does, like when it gets announced, he was like, there's no fucking chance. Hmm. He, there, there's there's no really? fucking chance I win this Oscar. Um yeah. and then he won and like it just it just shows him going It's just got his like mouth open like no fucking way, man. You know, uh so it's just uh I wonder who he was up like up against. Um gosh, would that I think it IMDb usually says if you click on the award, I think it goes right to it. Let's see. Cause yeah. uh for editing Black Klansman and Vice we're up for it as well in best editing. Those are the two that, that I, I recognize right away, um, at least. And then let's see. Actor, Bradley Cooper in A Star is Born. Christian Bale in Vice. Um, Willem Dafoe in At Eternity's Gate. And then Viggo Mortensen in The Green Book. Um, oh, and then The Green Book went on to win Best Picture that year, and nobody mm-hmm. thought that was the right choice either wow. so it was just like a terrible terrible year for the academy <laughs> according to everyone um wow yeah. uh no it's just uh i thir- i thoroughly enjoy that movie man and uh i think it's incredibly incredibly uh moving and i think that's the most important thing most of the time you mm. know regardless of mm. how well a movie is made uh, if it if the story gets me there, it gets me there. You know, there's no denying it. Yeah. And this yeah. one is one of those. Yeah, I don't know. The band splitting up and coming back together for that last oh. performance, and like him, like knowing like it's one of his last last performances. You yeah. know, and then like oh, like it, all that like coming and together at Live Aid, and it's like I'm it's just, just like oh a... my god, the little volume turn up to make like make them the loudest out of like everyone there, like. Like, I don't know, there's just, like, little things that just slowly add up that are just like, oh, man, what a moment. Like, just, in, I don't know. It's it's really just the end of the movie that, that really does it. Oh, that's that's um, enough, though, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, mm-hmm. God, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll always maintain, there was a question that Tavares contemplated early on in this podcast, and it was like, if you could have been there for any oh. musical collaborations oh. ever, um, yeah. Like music being created, if you could have been in, a fly on the wall to watch it happen, Ooh, uh, what would okay. you like? Wh- what song would you like to have seen created? And I steadfastly think my top one would be Under Pressure, uh, Queen and David Bowie. Another David Bowie mentioned after, after the procedure. Uh, okay. That would uh, be- the Minds of Mercury and David Bowie coming together. It's got to be room to behold. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Ooh, that's a good question, though. Like, like who? If I could sit in on anyone, because like that—that's too. That's that's a good pick. Queen and David Bowie together. That's pretty strong. What jumped out to me right away was all of the lights. Oh yeah. Um, just because of like how that album was made, like he had people fly out to Hawaii and like dress mm-hmm. up in like tuxedos and like or the same dresses. Like I don't know, apparently I I just just like to see if it was actually real i mean i don't know it seems seems weird but that one's just more of like a, a weird just to know how that actually went down I'm trying to think of a col- yeah another collab that's like 
that big. I don't know. I feel like just rare any Michael days. Jackson. Like, I don't know. Like, it'd be cool just to see, like, Michael maybe, like, I, I don't know. That's not, like, I don't know, like, any collabs, but um, I thought you were about to ask, like, any concert. Oh, I mean, like, Live Aid feels like a good Woodstock. There's just, that was a, there's a lot of really, really, I think, more obvious answers to that. Uh, And then, like, the the deeper contemplation about, like, just, you know, to watch creative minds create together. Yeah. That's cool shit, man. Uh, Under pressure would be, that'd be sick. That that's a pretty good answer. I, I, I think I came up with that question yeah. because I'd watched Bohemian Rhapsody, and was like, "Oh my god, I fucking love this song!" Can I need to figure mm-hmm. out how to talk about this song? And I based an entire like I based it off that answer before I came wow. up with the question. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Yeah, no, that's a it was a fun one. Uh, but Bohemian Rhapsody, man, I not uh. I did not expect that to be a mention mm-hmm. at all. I'm, I'm loving this your 30s is, right man. now. Just kind of yeah, like a, you're peppering in some some personals and I like that. I like that a mm-hmm. lot. Um, I'd say that there there's one more personal on my list. I'd say after this, there's one more that's pretty like yeah that that's a me movie that's probably not up on on many people's mm. list up high. But everything else is is probably very expected from here on out. Um, right. All right. More unanimously. Um, kind okay, of. Okay, let's see. But yeah. Um, I love that. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't have a Bohemian Rhapsody in this episode, I don't think. Mm-hmm. It's all. Uh, they're all pretty fucking classic. Um, and 35 is one of the more underrated classics of all time, I would say. Okay. Um, this is where I have, sorry, my connection's fucking up on me. Uh, this is where I have 1957's 12 Angry Men, directed by Sidney Lumet. Uh, this is a just masterfully crafted story about uh, our judicial system and how it can be inherently flawed by biases held within a jury you know the idea is that 12 men are on a jury uh where a young hispanic boy spanish american boy is on trial for the murder of his father that's the idea you don't see any of the trial you don't see any of the trial the entire movie is the deliberation of the jury that night after oh. the trial is concluded. Um, okay. And they go into that room. It's 11 to one. And no, it has to be unanimous. They have to, they have, mm. and like, they go ahead, they go, well, let's see if we can get this over quick. Who thinks he's guilty? 11 hands go up. One person says no. And that person's played by Henry Fonda, juror number eight. They also never get names. They're all just juror number one through 12. Okay. Um, Sidney Lumet has this incredible capacity for morality. Like, I don't think there's a director who understands good and bad quite like him. Um, you know, Scorsese understand like Scorsese understands good and bad, but he always explores bad. He's just like, what if, what if a 
what if just this really shitty guy did all this really shitty stuff? That's just kind of the whole movie. Uh, George Lucas really understands like heroic, heroic versus evil, you know, like Mm -hmm. the grander side of it. Mm -hmm. There's just a really fundamental goodness versus not goodness in Sidney Lumet's movies. And I think this is one of, this is a really good Mm -hmm. example of it. Um, Cause they're just, they're just 12 normal guys. You know, there is no, there's no hero. There's no villain. I mean, you, you'll watch this and you'll fucking despise a couple people, but you'll, it's just fascinating to watch this deliberation go from, you know, oh, well, he's definitely guilty to one person going, I don't know. There feels like there's a reasonable doubt. And that's all I'm, that's all I'm arguing for. You know, I'm not arguing that he's innocent. I'm arguing that we can't know for sure. And that's kind of, it's the entire movie is that debate in that deliberation room they bring in the evidence they bring in all that um hmm. man it's got a nine out of ten on no like it's one of the that's greatest like, movies of all time uh that's, there's, that's high. there's no yeah that's 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 high up there right 300 on the popularity lit i don't know one out of 300 that's kind of nuts especially coming from 57 um no nah, man it's uh man. Hmm. i uh this is such a good movie that I, it's like one of those we, when we were doing our 52 year through film, we'd reach a movie every once in a while. We were go, if you're an American, this is required viewing. This is one of those. If you are, I mean, and I think this is kind of for anybody, but especially with the American judiciary system kind of <laughs> in question. Yeah. It's seems kind of fucked. Seems kind of, I don't know, rigged. A little bit. Well, that's the thing, oh. and that's a, that's the wonderful exploration of this movie. And I think that yeah. it's a, it just does such a really a very hmm. very good job. Um, we progressed since fifty seven. This is still <laughs> applicable. That's one of those things that's just today. jarring yeah. about it uh, is watching it yeah. and going like, <laughs> well, and that's cool. the other thing is that Lumet was so what a fucking forward thinking mind and like a uh, relatively good no, like yeah. a good person to be like. What if I made a movie in 57 about a person of color for being on trial for a murder and all these, all these people deliberating on that murder? Like that's what a, what a fucking guy, you know, uh, I, I, I love Sidney Lumet. I've since watched, this was the first Lumet movie I watched. I've since watched six more. Um, mm. and four of them were too late into starting this, you mm. know? Um, yeah, but they all they all would have yeah. made it, I think. Um, and that's uh, hmm. like the dudes. The dudes got the sauce. I love Sidney Lumet. Um, okay. Well, man. So yeah, Twelve um, Angry Men at thirty-five here. I got another musical here on this one. Um, and what a visual spectacle this one is. This one is is just so goddamn visually beautiful. Um, Someone and it was in. An ending that at first I hated, and I was yeah. like, "No, no, this is not. No, this is not how the movie was supposed to end." But it's okay. Um, it is 2016's "La La Land" by Damien Chazelle, and uh, right person, wrong time, man. That's all, man. God, it's um, and just so like Ryan Gosling's just killing it. Like mm. late, I don't know. Like he's he's got a. He's got a pretty good track of some stuff, oh, but man, I, I don't know. I, in this, you know, he has a few dickish moments. That's for sure in here. Um, 
But I think I mean Emma Stone is a lot, a lot more to talk about in this movie. He does Emma Stone's the highlight. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and it's man, I mean, it just frames so well and so interesting too. A lot of like, and then they'll break out into song and then like just be trans, you know, into like set world uh, or like theater kind of world, and it's all yeah. you know just just beautiful. The, their kiss they have their first kiss yeah. in the. The observatory, uh, the planetarium, yeah, like oh my god, like yeah, it's 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 so good. And this this was one that I'm like, okay, if I watch this movie again, it's probably going up a few, like a few ranks. Um, and I just I don't know, I haven't haven't gotten back to it, but man, this this one, it was it was special. This the first watch, and I think the second time. I'm watching, and now I know, I know where it's going. I saw the oh, beauty. Oh, you've only in. watched it once, still? No, no, no. I've seen it twice. No, oh, I'm saying okay. like on the second watch, it was much more of like, okay, I, I know, I know where I'm going. I'm not going to be pissed, you know. I'm not going to like hope out for this happy ending, you know, um, or like fantasy uh, ending. Still yeah. devastating as all hell, man. Like yeah. I, I get fucking emotionally wrecked at the end of that movie. Uh. Yeah, Emma Stone is perfect. Oh. Ryan Gosling is exquisite. Damien Chazelle's uh, direction oh God, is amazing. Uh, dude, it's just a good fucking movie. What's your if you had to pick one song from the whole soundtrack? City of Stars is pretty good, uh, but like. There's I something think, that's not dynamic enough about it to return to a lot. Um, I go to their theme, I think, the most. Oh, yeah. No, well, just yeah. me and Sebastian's theme. Just the piano. I don't know. It's Yeah. It's what I hear. If it, When I think of this movie, that's what I hear. Is That's the first song that comes to my mind. Okay, that's fair. Uh, that's fair. I was thinking, like, what they perform. And I think it would be someone mm, in the crowd. Ooh, um, that was fun. The very beautiful, the four dresses is that yeah yeah yeah, 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 okay, that's fair. And another day of sun, you know, the the very opening number that one or on the on highway the freeway in Los Angeles. Yep. Like, Ooh, now that I'm okay. No, there's there's a lot there's a lot of great moments. You know, John Legend's uh we can start a fire. Yeah, man, that shit's good. Uh, there's there's Ooh, a lot audition. Of I think that's more of like oh. the moment in the movie. You know, yeah, that's it, that's what's well, so funny yeah. is I don't even think it's like there's so many like exuberant numbers that that's just that just kind of feels like a scene where she happened to be singing, which is kind of funny. Mm. Um, Ooh, dude, hey, uh, this is uh this is the second movie you've said in this episode that you will not be hearing from me for a couple mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah. Um, okay, I fi- I figured. Oh, no, absolutely. it'll it'll get more than enough love later on, mm-hmm. uh, to be sure. Yeah, great. Uh, this, I mean, boom. I, it, it's I've only seen it that two times, like, just two times. But man, it's, it's another one that I've had an extended relationship mm-hmm. with. I think I watched it for the first time in 2018, and I remember. Uh, yeah, man. I just, I just love. I just. It was the movie that made me fall in love with musicals, which will make it. It will always make it special mm. to me. I believe um, it was my first musical. Mm. Like. Um, real deal yeah i think so yeah because like hairspray would have been like if i my true my first true maybe grease grease yeah, hairspray and grease they're they're kind of universal grease that was like super young i barely remember yeah, grease barely even remember. still to this day hairspray yeah. yeah 
I know that I thought that whoever the main guy was in Greece was the coolest dude in the world, though, at, at the time of watching. Really? That's Damn. John Travolta. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, it's Travolta. Oh. Yeah. I had no, yeah. See, that, that's, Greece is like, it's just kind no, of a fever an dream. Memory at this point. Um, yeah, that's, I don't, it doesn't even feel real. Um, but no, this, this would have been probably my first real musical here. And it was, I yeah. was like, oh, oh. I don't know why. I, I wasn't against them, but I just never really. There are too many people who, staunchly, who are just like, I will not watch musicals, man. And I'm like, I, I mean, like, weird. I wasn't one of them, but I was definitely less interested in the movie if it was a musical at one point in my life, you know? Yeah. Now, if you're like, for example, Joker 2 is going to be Dude. a musical with Joaquin Dude. Phoenix and Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. Um, People are like, wow, this is going to be a hot piece of garbage. I'm like, this has wow. greatest comic book movie of all yeah, time. What? what are you talking about? Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> two absolute performers performing their ass off as Joker exactly, and Harley. Man. Like, I even, like, no, what is going to even happen? What, I'm like, is me? Yeah, but yeah, I don't man. know. I, that, that makes me more excited. No, um, it's uh, it's supposed to be. I'm, I'm very excited. But Damien Chazelle, man, this is not the, uh, you know, I, I mentioned Babylon earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Another movie of his that would have made the list if I rewatched it more recently. I've only watched it once, and it was a couple years ago. Uh, Whiplash with Miles mm. Teller and J.K. Simmons. Um, parent, like, uh, it's it's a brilliant, brilliant movie. Uh, can't recommend it highly enough. I just haven't watched it in ah, a couple years, and that's okay. why it's not here. The yellow movie I saw, like on t- like uh, on yeah, Jake. Okay, I think I think I'm thinking the right thing, but apparently it looks really yellow in a lot of scenes. Oh yeah, yeah, something like that. And someone was like, um, "Here's what Whiplash looks like, not yellow, or something like that." And just <laughs> yeah, I, it goes to show like how like important color grading or like a like a just I don't know. Feels like that's like kind of a director's vision of how they see it, you know, sort of oh, thing. Yeah. Like how how it matters. Like the raw footage of a movie isn't really what you end up really, seeing. Yeah, the time. yeah, yeah, at all, but. Um. Anyway, um, no, yeah, no, I, I love Chazelle. I love Chazelle and mm-hmm. La La Land. Man, I love that movie. It's it's definitely my favorite of his. Um, I still haven't mm-hmm. seen First Man, which is surprising. Yeah, that was on there. That was up there. On uh, for him. It's Ryan Gosling as Neil Armstrong. Oh, yeah, like well, it's about it's about the first movie. man on the moon. Yeah. Oh shit! I gotta check that out. Exactly. I was like, I can't believe I haven't. Uh. And that's uh, that's something I got to get around to. Um, I automatically like that. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, I know you'll like that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, all right. So that's that La La Land at what was that? Thirty four. Thirty four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I'm with my second and final. Um, going with my second and final Sydney Lumet movie. Adam, back to back here. Okay. Uh, Sydney Lumet's Dog Day Afternoon. 1975. This is uh, probably my favorite Al Pacino movie ever. Mm. And easily my favorite Al Pacino performance ever. Um, Based on a true story, Al Pacino is playing a gentleman who is going to rob a bank. Uh, It's supposed to be 10 minutes in, out. He he worked at a bank. He knows all the ins and outs. He knows what everything is, where everything is. It's supposed to be in and out. It does not go to plan. Um, mm. It turned into an entire hostage situation, and uh, 
everything kind of spirals from there. The another Sydney Lumet having this really impressive understanding of good and bad ahead of his time sort of thing. Uh, the reason, one of the reasons he's robbing this bank is to pay for his uh, girlfriend's uh, transition surgery. Whoa. In yeah. 75. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Damn. It's one of the, the he, he asked them to bring, they ask, he asks the police, one of his demands, bring me my wife. And it's like a twist when she gets there that she's bail passing she she wants to be she wants to become a woman she's uh he's he's a bisexual man who is in love with uh he has an he has a wife legally and a wife uh spiritually with mm-hmm. with her um yeah lumetta time traveler dude lumetta's like... the shit man now and this one uh it's it's intense uh it's again has morality that's just and this is the most like he kind of blurs the lines you know because he's taking these people hostage but what's funny is that the hostages are like having a good time and they almost seem like they're like rooting for him you know like it's it's bizarre in that way he's got he's got a partner who's played by johnny cannavale who is brilliant he was a fredo in the godfather movies Mm -hmm. Um, by the way was only ever in five movies johnny cannavale before he died all wow. five were nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars. <laughs> it's a pretty good track record. It's a pretty great track record. Uh, but yeah, he's like the number two supporting role in this movie. Mm-hmm. He's he's Al Pacino's partner in the crime. Um, and he's the... Oh, he's scary. You know, like, Al Pacino's not going to hurt these people. That guy might hurt these people. <laughs> you know, like... Uh, yeah. And so they, they all kind of trust Al Pacino's character to kind of... And, you know, it's not their money, you know? True. My Wi-Fi disconnected uh, completely like i had to there, sign back in there you are yeah um, yeah back. um okay. okay so yeah they're kind of just trusting al pacino to keep them alive you yeah. know basically um uh, and he was like they were both uh veterans of the vietnam war um mm. so like he's teaching them how to do like the military like formations with like the guns they like kick him up in the air and they twirl him and like the ROTC shit. He's like teaching the hostages how to do that. Okay. Uh, in that's between the worst like, hostage situation then. No, and that's bad. what's that's what's hilarious about it is that like uh the people are like actively rooting for him to rob this bank. Um, it's it's <laughs> a fascinating and extremely good movie, and I cannot recommend it highly enough. Dog Day Afternoon. Probably Al Pacino's best. Still my favorite Sidney Lumet, even though I've watched six more movies or four more movies mm. additionally. Um, maybe five. Uh, he's just... Lumet's got it. He's got it down, and he's so damn good. So, mm. had to have it here. Dog Day Afternoon at 34. All right. Well, on to 33. We're going back to Spielberg. Um, 
because this is where I have Jurassic Park um, from 93 uh, myself. So not too far off at all. Um, no. That's the only one, two, three, four, five. Is that the first away. within uh, the same episode mentioned? Ooh. I think it might be. Might be because even though Godfather and Barbie were close, they were – or Barbie um, would have been the same episode. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They were one away. Um, so Barbie, I guess. And then, yeah, that'd be it in the same episode. Um, but, yeah, we both we both got Jurassic Park here. And I think that – I don't know. That, that kind of makes sense. It is just kind of like – It's Like it's up there. Man. Yeah, it's like it's it's just instantly a classic, even like from the first time you watch it. You know, you got John Williams backing it up. It's like oh. one of the most recognizable themes there is, like in the world. Um, yeah, and like crazy how like the VFX and stuff like still hold up. Like to, they just they shot it so smartly, or just like they thought they thought I don't know. It was just a lot of like it in darkness, so you couldn't really see it very clearly, or like it was just the like situational like. There's a shot of, like, the DNA sequence, like, A, B, D, D, A, or, like, I don't know, just the, like, string of characters, like, on a projector, and it's on a velociraptor, and, like, yeah. you see all of that, and, like, I don't know, it's just a really sick shot, like, and it's, like, man, that actually looks, like, kind of real, like, those, even those velociraptors, like, they, they walk a little funky, I guess, like, a, like, sometimes, but, like, really, it's, it's, like, it's really good, and, like, oh, just the... It's incredible. Yeah, yeah and, like, T-Rex chasing after the Jeep. Like that's insane. Like I don't know. That I just, I just think it's it's insane. Like what what they did. Um, it was ninety three, but like they still still had a lot of technical challenges uh, to to get over at that time. I mean, we that say it was like ninety three. Like that's like, dude. Look at some movies. Yeah, what now. else surrounds that? That's true. Yeah, like what are we? What year are we in in, like, comic book range? Like, Donner Cut was, like, 2006. I mean, right? Ghost Rider. Yeah. It's Friday. Yeah, and that's 2006 seven. as well, or 7? 2007? Yeah, wow. That's... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Nearly 15 years later. Uh, no, and it's, like, this was so impressive that it's what... When George Lucas was helping Spielberg with, like, in the post post-production process with like ILM and stuff. Cause I'm pretty sure Skywalker mm -hmm. sound, John Williams, ILM, they all had a mm -hmm. pretty heavy hand in this. So George Lucas was naturally around. Um, witnessing this was when he was like, Oh, I can make the prequels. Mm -hmm. I can make these movies that have been cooking in my head because mm -hmm. now it is possible. It's um, time. And that's, yeah. The time has come. Yeah. You just gotta, I don't know. I don't know what it is or like if they just kind of just had the right people or they just knew how to shoot it so well. I don't know. I th it was it's very good like for for the time. It's a timeless movie that just Oh, it is. It, it'll be a classic. Like it it's it's just a classic. This is probably required viewing as an American. Oh, like, yeah. This, it's a requi uh, this one's required worldwide. viewing no matter who you are. Yeah, human humankind yeah. needs to see this one. Um Yeah, just they're like up in the tree, you know, like them sleeping up ah. there. Like even like just that little mo you know, there's just like there's so many nice little moments in the movie. Like just the first time they do see, you know, they get there and they you know, they're just, they're taken back by everything. You hear the the music Lord swell. Dern sitting there um, mesmerized by a plant. 
yeah. that's been extinct. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, like, and you know, there's like a few things in there. Like, you know, there's just the lawyers that are and all the business mm-hmm. people that are just worried about making the money. And then it's like, well, hold on a second. Let's realize what we're doing here. You know, like, let's let's think about what what's happening right now. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. Jeff Jeff Goldblum probably is like. Like the the best character to come out of those movies. Like I don't know, he's just he's so good in them. But like I don't know, you have Samuel L. Jackson in there. Um, yeah, he's got a well. little role. He's yeah. a computer like, hacker. Uh-huh. Yeah. The computer graphics in this movie are fucking hilarious. Oh, Might that, be the that, only that, yeah, thing about this true. movie that hasn't aged well. That's true. Um, yeah, it had to look somewhat futuristic, and uh, they tried. You know, it you know a for effort, but uh, the idea yeah. that like files would literally be kept in different locations like on a map is hilarious mm-hmm. um yep yeah and like the password he like it was like kind of in uh superman returns like when lois was like shaking her finger like when they put in the wrong passwords like oh, it was yeah, done yeah. in jurassic park too i think it like that was the callback they were making was like to this guy um or no that that wasn't samuel jackson that was uh wayne was, knight yeah the guy who died funny yeah yeah um that was that was his computer, but I don't know. Just a a classic. Spielberg is just he knows He's how so to make a good. movie. That yeah, this dude is just a classic. Right, like I don't know. He he writes classics quite often. It seems He's got it on him. I don't know how he does man. it, but yeah, he's done it multiple times. Oh, one hundred percent. My thirty three. Must stick. Must stick with you. This is where I have Spielberg as well. Oh um, man. Spielberg going off uh, this in this where episode. I also have my second, the top two Indiana Jones movie, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, mm-hmm. 1989, uh, directed by Steven Spielberg. Uh, you got Sean Connery as Henry Jones, uh, Indiana Jones's father. Mm-hmm. Um, this one actually has uh, Grand Maester Picel is in this one. Okay. Uh, he's the Nazi bad guy in this one. Um, <laughs> I'll never see Parcel the same. <laughs> now that I know that. <laughs> he's seeking he's seeking uh eternal youth, you know. They're after the Holy Grail, which is supposed to fix any ailment. It's uh Okay. You know, you're supposed to you're, you're supposed to live forever if you continue to drink out of the Holy Grail. And mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, that's like I love the different like uh this is what we're looking for in this Indiana Jones movie. That's always super fucking cool. Uh and you know, first one had the Ark of the Covenant. This has the Holy Grail, and uh, it gets it gets pretty fantastical, uh, which I adore. Um, Indiana Jones is being Indiana Jones as fuck. It's uh, it's a beautiful movie visually. There is an argument to be had that this is the best Indiana Jones movie. To be sure, I think emotionally mm-hmm. it explores Indy a bit more uh, because you have his father involved and the kind of uh, the moments they have. Uh, where you kind of see where Indy gets it from and where he's decided he's going to be a different person than his dad. So he's the opposite from him in other ways. And it's just a, hmm. just a brilliant movie, man. And uh, I have it's, it's, seen one scene from this. Uh, oh, yeah. That I remember. Uh, I don't, one scene, it's probably really late into the movie. I don't know. But it's whenever he's, there's some Nazis in a tank and they have, I think it's I think it's his dad. I think that's Sean yeah, Connery yeah, yeah, yeah. in there in the tank, and they're like, the kind of I, I don't know if they just have him hostage or what, or they're taking him somewhere. 
but he's like holding on to the tank fighting nazis up top you know trucks coming up he's fighting them off he sticks like a something in the barrel of like the tank makes it you know go kaboom and then like eventually i don't know they think like he falls but then then he's like hey what what are you guys looking at or whatever and that's that's it that's where it stops it's uh, it's, it's pretty late in the movie that's that's towards the end to be sure um but uh no, it yeah, Marcus all Brody. There's there's one of the best smash cuts of all time in this movie, where uh, Indiana Jones is handed a map off, a map to the Holy Grail off to his confidant and his dad's friend Marcus Brody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Marcus Brody's kind of a ditz, kind of a dumbass. Um, but he tells the Nazis like. Marcus Brody has friends in every country on this planet. He will blend in. He knows 12 different languages. He is a genius and he will get by just fine. If he's, if he got a head start, you'll never find him. And then it smash cuts to Marcus Brody in like a different country going, hello, does anybody speak English? Hello, please. Uh, and it's just so funny to see that man. Like, uh, there's a bunch of great gags in this movie. Uh, there's one where, uh, Sean Connery and Harrison Ford are tied up in chairs back to back, and uh, one of them knocks over a lantern and sets the room on fire. But they have because they're like trying to get out, and then they mm. just move into the fireplace to try to get away. And the fireplace is actually like a secret door, and like on the other side, it like twirls, and there's Nazis on the other side of the room. So they they, they go in there, like oh, they just kind of sit there for a second. Uh, just super funny shit, man. Just a funny fucking movie, a good fucking movie. Emotionally, probably the most they ever explore Indiana Jones in the first three of those films. Um, mm-hmm. I love it, man. I love this movie with all my heart. And uh, Sean Connery and, and Harrison Ford, you know, like what more do you want? It has a a brilliant, uh, a brilliant opening sequence with uh, River Phoenix, who uh, is Joaquin Phoenix's. Uh, the his brother uh, passed away a long hmm. time ago. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was supposed to be like the next great actor, and he died like sadly Dang. young. Uh, he was supposed Dang. to be just the next it man. Um, and uh, yeah, he plays young Indiana Jones in the first sequence of this hmm. movie, and it kind of it does the trope where it's like, oh, how did all these things? end up you know like how he's afraid of snakes it shows how he became afraid of snakes and it shows how he got a whip and how he got a fedora Mm -hmm. and all that all that cheesy shit but they pull Mm -hmm. it off better than like anyone ever has you know and that's uh i I love the last crusade and i always will so uh uh, i have it here at 33 okay well moving on is the movie i've watched most recently in my life i did a rewatch for it for for this one and it was I don't know, it kind of just stayed where it was, um, mm-hmm. pretty much. It didn't didn't really rise or or fall. It was just yeah. No, this this is this is where the movie belongs, and quite a weird one, that's for sure. It is strange as hell, but was on our fifty two year journey. This is Kubrick's A Clockwork Orange uh, that came out in nineteen seventy one, and I remember when we got to it, I was like, what? Like at the beginning, I'm like, "What, what am I fuck? watching?" And that's like, it's kind of it kind of goes for a lot of Kubrick's movies. Like, you ready for a little um, bit of ultra violence? Yeah, and like the language they use is so off. Like the on the on the vidi, you know, when you vidi, I'm gonna, or like it, so many words that are just not English or not even anything. It's just made up, like for for the movie. Um, 
and it's just it's just you're you're thinking like what the fuck am I watching here like what's going on like 2001 uh, will come up a little later in mine it's like the same way like you start the movie you're like what the hell this is not what I expected 2001 a space odyssey you see the yeah the yeah you're like what the fuck is going on and then and then it all it all eventually you know goes somewhere and and yet there's something to be learned but yeah this this movie upon first watch I'm like it did not go the direction I thought it was going to go whatsoever even close. Um, but just kind of, uh, a big, just like prison. And like, if, if, uh, like if it's like the goods, the bads, you know, all the ins and outs of, of rehabilitation, everything like that. And then also like this, you know, science, you know, new medical treatment, uh, for prisoners. And then, and then it turns into like, oh, now we're trying to have them just like kind of kill themselves, but you know. We're gonna hide that, and then I don't know. There's just a whole lot that goes on in this movie that is no, uh, for sure. It 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 goes crazy at the end, and uh, yeah, no, I've only uh, I've only seen it the once for the 52 uh, year journey through film. It yeah. doesn't inspire yeah. a great deal of like, oh, well, I gotta watch that again. But it it does yeah, no. it sticks with you so profoundly that like I remember that movie like vividly. Yeah. Like and the, I watched it the once. The uh, theme too, just like uh, a synth, just the boing, boing, boing. I don't know. It's just oh, I love, I love the heading theme. down to the milk bar. Yeah, yeah, and I like just what the fuck? Like so, so many weird things happen in this movie. Uh, the old yeah, yoga Prouch. lady. Yeah, who's is he? He's the big bodybuilder. He also played Darth Vader. Um. Okay. Yeah. He just suit. carries around the wheelchair guy. Yeah. yeah like. Well, and how the wheelchair guy got in the wheelchair? Like, oh my god. That's him. Like, yeah. That's 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 what. Yeah. And like, he doesn't doesn't realize that's, it's that's him. What, that's the thing Beethoven's I can't remember. Beethoven's ninth. Um. Oh, singing in the rain. He's in the bathroom. Yeah. Okay. And he's, he's singing it, and he goes, and he's like outside the bathroom door, like, like holy fuck, yeah. you know, like he's like yeah. spazzing out because like he's realizing. Like he 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 thought he knew him, you know, he knew him from like the papers and the new technique and everything. But then it wasn't until he heard him sing that he was like, "No fucking way!" He was yeah. like, "No shot." Um, and yeah, it's like it isn't like even after prison, like even that's just two years he was in prison for. But even after just those two years, like how the world is just not not going to accept him like no matter what like happens you know like after like when he comes it's already a different world almost mm-hmm. for him um and like his parents have already you know had, had like a new replacement you know there's like the guy that moved in and he's like yeah I'm more of a son to them than you have ever been you know and everything so like he's already been replaced there and then like his his droogs you know, yeah, or troops. whatever. Like they're they're cops now, and they catch him, and then almost kill him. They take him into the woods and almost yeah. fucking kill him. Um, yeah, whenever he like rocks their shit with his cane and pushes them in the water, and yeah, all that very memorable. Like it's just a very very memorable oh. movie. It sticks with you like a motherfucker. And uh, you know, Malcolm McDowell, his performance of Alex is Man. that's his name, right? Malcolm McDowell, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, a brilliant performance. Uh, deeply influential on just, I'd say this went on to influence like Robert De Niro's uh, Travis Bickle and mm. the taxi driver, you know, like even the movie I watched today, the master, 
Joaquin Phoenix's performance in that, like all I could, I could keep thinking about, wow, this uh, Paul Thomas Anderson must enjoy a clockwork orange. You know, it kind of, it kind of has that, it has that vibe to it as far as the, um, the performance of Joaquin Phoenix anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. Yes. It, and like now that I've watched it, like, yeah, I I don't think like, I'm not, I'm not um, itching for another watch again. It's just kind of like, Man, that like holy shit! Like watching it again, I'm like, wow, what a unique movie! Like mm-hmm. it's just there's nothing else quite like it at all. No. And I love like that that it is unique. Soundtrack is so good on it as well. It, like it builds like this dystopian world that seems so unreachable, but then it like it gets a lot more real. You know, as like the movie goes on, it's like it's at first it seems like a I don't know like it. it couldn't be our world that we live in like a little bit like there's some similarities but it seemed like it's still some fantasy-esque kind of movie but then as the movie goes on it's like okay no this is this is more and more real it's just kind of like how they saw the world like mm-hmm. as just ultra violent like just i don't know menaces to society they just go oh, around like trying to yeah. trying to paint this picture of like a dystopian future england mm-hmm. and just like shooting it in london just like, just like shooting it yeah, in the street. Yeah, that is a real place. Yeah. Oh, he was yeah. like, imagine yeah. a place <laughs> so dark, deeply fucked up that it looks like London right now. And it um, looks exactly like a place on Earth where yeah. millions of people live. Yeah, that's that's perfect. I don't know because it's it doesn't make you feel good at the end. Like, there's nothing no. that's like, oh, what a happy ending this is. In fact, is, you know? it's like, kind of like, oh, well, Alex is going to be back on his bullshit, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, I don't know, just a, a a roller coaster of a movie. And That's an insane one. How long is it? Yeah. It is two hours and 16 minutes. I was like, I couldn't remember how so, long it was. That's, that sounds about mm-hmm. right. Yeah, and it's... Man, I don't know. You you kind of think you're at the end of the movie like a lot, like a lot of the time, like near the end. It's like, oh, what, like, what the heck could be next? Like, how could we possibly keep doing yeah. this? <laughs> no, I, I fully get you though. That's uh, yeah, might just have to take a little pause. Getting a call from mom. Uh, They're in Italy gotcha, right gotcha. now, so I'll be a Do second. Do you think? Everybody, this is not a drill. I don't know, man. I'm baked. Took an edible towards the beginning of the podcast, and it just kicked in. I actually, ironically enough, I took the edible um, when we were talking about Wolf of Wall Street. So maybe, maybe it does do a little bit of glorification, a little bit more than I'd like to admit. Um. Because I was like, ah, we were talking about drugs and oh, drugs this and drugs that. And I was like, well, I, I got drugs right here. Why not just take drugs right now? Um, Nothing crazy. It was a five milligram edible, guys. Don't judge me. I'm not going off the deep end. I'm not I'm not down in quaaludes. I'm not snorting coke. All the power to you if you do those things, you know. But not my bag. Not my bag. Um. Nah. We'd be the only lady for me. Yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirate's life for me. 
Joe doesn't even have his headset on right now. He's got his uh he's got his shit on mute. He can't hear me. He's on the phone with somebody and I'm just talking and talking and I can tell he wants to know what I'm saying. He keeps looking at me and he he might think that I think he can hear me. I know he can't hear me though. You know. I know he can hear. And that makes this even funnier. Uh, because I can t- I now I can really tell he thinks I I, I think he's hearing me. Hey, uh, pay your actors and writers, you fuckboys at the studios. I don't get I don't get it. I don't get why that's so fucking difficult. Everybody, everybody just get, deserves to get compensated for working. If you do a job, you should be paid for that job and properly. And if you're not, then fucking strike. That's the like uh, just to. Uh, Fuck these studios thinking they're entitled to these people's money, bro. I promise, I promise Bob Iger doesn't need another $26 million. You know what I'm saying? David Zaslav does not need his $15 million bonus. He doesn't. He doesn't need that. Especially not the bonuses, bro. What the fuck are we talking about? Bonuses, dude the fuck are we doing here see guys this is what happens whenever joe uh like this is more a natural state this is why having a topic we focus on is extremely important because i'll just i don't know when i'm by myself i do this little whisper voice you know it's not like i'm not really whispering but it's quieter oh it's quieter just doesn't seem different Difficult to pay your actors and writers, though. Like, if somebody's doing a job for you, and they're like, yo, I think I should be paid more. And they give you a bunch of reasons why. And it's like, well, you know, I'm not getting paid for the work that I do. Y'all keep putting my shit out there, and people are watching it, but I'm not seeing any of the dividends from that watching Instead, you're just getting all the money for the shit that I worked on. And, you know, I don't think that's exactly fair. To disagree with that logic, you have to be something of uh, a fuck, an absolute loser, a huge piece of shit, um, just a garbage person, you know? Um, and there's no two ways about it. You want to debate? No. I don't want to. I don't want to debate. I'm just letting you know that if you think the WGA and SAG after are in the wrong right now, you suck. Fuck you. It's the bottom line. Um. Oh, is the boy back? I'm back. Oh, he's Sorry. back. I was uh. <laughs> now I talked for pretty much the entire time. I saw that. Yeah, I saw. I saw you were talking. I was just wondering. No, yeah. what was going on? If I, I was missing, I don't know how much of it I'll cut, or if I'll cut any of it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, uh, I had some, I had some, I, I went on some good tangents there. I'll probably keep some of it in. Um, okay. <laughs> huh. No, but uh, no, we left off with your thirty-two, a Clockwork Orange, right? Mm-hmm. That is right. I think that's the last one I have in the in the list here. All right. All book. right. Mm-hmm. This 32 is where I have my top two 
2023 movie. Okay. This is at second in the top in 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where I have Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer oh, okay. 2023. This was uh Landed. this was at 80. Whoa. This was at 80 after one watch. Why? And then I went and saw it a second time. And it shot up my list to 32, you know? Um, wow. This is one yeah. that actually does make me cry and actually does affect me. And it deeply, pers- I was so fascinated by this movie. I read uh, the entirety of American Prometheus after having watched this, the mm. 700 page book about the life of Robert Oppenheimer. Um, just a fascinating figure expertly, performed by Killian Murphy and mm-hmm. brilliantly adapted by Christopher Nolan. I'll be astonished if, I mean, I guess we got killers of the flower moon later this year, but as of right now, that is, that is what should win best adapted screenplay at the Oscars. You know, um, we'll see based off killers of the flower moon, but be. I haven't even read what it was based off of, but man, just seen it. I've only seen it that one time. And like, I, I did, have a moment where I was about to download it, you know, a copy of it, but it would be, <laughs> it'd be some, you know, someone just filming the screen. I'm like, no, I don't know. This Not feels right. wrong. I saw this, it. This, I, we it we saw wrong. it in, yeah, we saw yeah. it in 70 millimeter, which was very, very cool. Um, mm. what a, uh, just, a, a a beautiful way to see a movie. It just felt oh. so raw and lovely. You know, uh, I went back and saw it in IMAX. Uh, the next time yeah uh that was a it was a late night showing it was me emily and like four other people in the max theater and they were nowhere near us so we might as well have been by ourselves um i mean just after having seen it 70 millimeter i'd contemplated whether or not it really needed imax Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, I mean, obviously it'd be cool to see this on the big, like a big, big fucking entire wall mm-hmm. worth of a screen. Of course, I think that'd be cool for most movies. Um, you should go see Oppenheimer and IMAX though. Mm-hmm. Like it's, uh, it's an astonishing, uh, astonishingly well-made movie, you know, and the, the scale of it and the, mm-hmm. like one of the quickest three hour movies of all time. Yeah. It did uh, not feel like three hours in there. That's I mean, this sure. is my third three-hour movie of the episode with Damn. The Wolf of Wall Street and The Godfather. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's easily the fastest of those three and might not be the most entertaining, easily the most interesting, you know? Um, yeah. No, it, it's insane. I, I, I still have only seen it that one time, but it has still not really left my mind. Like, there's always, like random thoughts I'll have that just go back to that. Like the, the little ripple effects, you know, him just staring in the pond. Like, you know, it's like if it's yeah. ever raining and I'm see like, I'm never oh, yeah. going to see little ripples the same ever again, you know? Never like, again. Yeah. And, and just the, like the soundtrack too is just so Ludwig good. Like, went like in, man. Oh my God. Can you hear the uh, music is just like so good on that. Dude, soundtrack. So good. Oh, and like it, the second time around, I got to appreciate, you know, 
like so much more of the movie sticks with you, you know, because I mean, like the first time you see it, you're really excited. It's three hours. There's stuff that slips through the slips through the cracks. Mm-hmm. Emily Blunt is fucking perfect in this movie, like astonishingly good. Mm-hmm. Florence Pugh is so fucking good. And, you know, first time I watch it d- doesn't make me cry. Second time I watch it makes me fucking sob, you know, and that's just like. I don't know what what I think it was just the engrossment I had in it the first time where I didn't let myself feel or like mm-hmm. express my emotions that way so that I could pay attention better. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Matt Damon, I already appreciated him, uh, and he's all, he's still fucking brilliant. Killian Murphy, so goddamn good. I did not realize just steadying of a force. Tom Conti's Albert Einstein is in this fucking movie, man. Mm. Uh, yeah. He's not there all the time, but he pops up in like increments of like 30 every 30 minutes checking mm-hmm. in without Einstein, you know, check in with the goat. You know, it's like, yeah, it's like, got got let's let's talk to the top dog. You know, Ooh. let's 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 just run it by the the current goat. Well, and of one of my time. favorite moments that yeah. has become very notorious in, in recent weeks because of how funny it is, is mm-hmm. whenever. Uh, Oppenheimer walks a colleague out to his car, out to a taxi, and when the taxi pulls off, Albert Einstein just emerges from the shadows and starts talking. Man, to um, I I've seen this like over like like people talking about how it's like a com- like almost like a comic book entrance for like Albert Einstein, like kind of like a like well, a Batman. Yeah. It didn't stick out to me the first time. It I didn't. Watched. Yeah, I can't remember it. Like I'm like I wish like I want this visual in my head of just. Einstein just popping out. And then, nowhere. like, once you go into it thinking that, it's extremely fucking funny. You know, like, he, uh, like, the car pulls off and he's just like, he's behind the car and just like walks towards Oppie. And, perfect. like, there's no yeah. reason for him to be, like, you don't even know what yeah. the fucking, but this is why it's awesome. I, after reading American Prometheus, they got to that part in the book and the guy, Oppie, was walking out to the taxi, described Einstein as having appeared as though from nowhere. Hmm. Like, that's not yeah. just a choice Nolan made. You know, someone went like, Albert huh. Einstein appeared as if from nowhere. Like, he just happened to be, he just happened upon Oppie that night. Like, and, and that just kind of blew my fucking Might mind well. when yeah. I got to that part in the book. It it made me laugh out loud. It kind of made me cackle. I was like, oh my God. Huh. And I was like, Einstein was just him, like that. He was Batman. How can make him appear out of nowhere? Let's just give him, yeah, a Batman-ass entrance. He just, he's behind the taxi. Who, who knows, knows the best thing ever with that? Long before uh, or just happened? Yeah. Could have been know. waiting. In the, I'm hiding in the shadows. <laughs> but I am the shadows. Mm-hmm. Um, no, uh, I, uh, brilliant movie. Yeah, I, I don't know. Oh, I, it's, it's, I, I have it even higher on mine. Like, oh, already. dude, and uh, I think it only has the capacity to climb. Uh, mm-hmm. It's uh, probably this might be my highest uh, biopic. I can't imagine there's mm. one higher. Yeah, no, this definitely highest bio. Uh, it looks like it's my highest nonfiction movie as well. Um, ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is. It's I'd for me. say it is for me as well. I have yeah. some semi-autobiographical movies coming up, but they're not like 
this is based in history. Mm. This happened, you know, like uh, mm. this is yeah. the hype for me in that regard. And uh, it's because it is so. I mean, I could I could watch you know, compared to Godfather, another three hour movie where I was like, I have like I don't have a compulsion to revisit oh. it. I know the movie. I have a compulsion. I will watch Oppenheimer over and over and over and over. Mm -hmm. uh, and it has this. Uh, it has one of my favorite scenes of the year with uh, his speech that he gives after. Is there an award the, for that? Like just best that? scene of the year? I don't no, know. Is there like Because, um, man, that'd be kind of cool. That yeah, that would be cool. I'm kind yeah, of very open ended, not, open ended yeah. kind of kind of award there, but um, I don't yeah, know. They that, would probably break like, it up into like drama, comedy, action. You know, like you'd you'd have to you have to really mm -hmm. get creative there. But um, no, nah, I uh, it's it's magnificent what Nolan was able to achieve, and if I'm honest with myself, um. I think it has the capacity to surpass Interstellar as my favorite. I, I have Interstellar later on the list. Um, hmm. I'm but, pretty uh, comfortable in that. In that sense, I'm pretty comfortable. Yeah. Um, I don't think. Interstellar affects me more deeply on an emotional level, but I think Oppenheimer is visually um, a different animal. I think it is. Uh, I think it is easily his best movie. You know, it might not be my favorite of his, but I don't think there's even another movie he hmm. well made as this one. Kind of, yeah. Now I'm Dunkirk is it's technically yeah, awesome. It's not, yeah, but it's like not... a sound design, not, visual uh, effects, like that's like same with Tenet. Like there's there's all sorts mm -hmm. of stuff that's like, oh, this was really interestingly well done or cool or whatever. All around, there's not a single movie done. And I think that's I, I'm confident in that. Mm. I can I don't know. I need that like digital release. But maybe I maybe if it's still in IMAX, maybe I get it. Get it probably it is. No, that's a that's one of those ones where as soon as it's got a physical release, I'm buying that Blu-ray or 4K. You know, mm -hmm. I'm I'm getting that shit. Yeah. No, is is there a, a release date for that at all? Not sure. I know Barbies is in January. Yeah, they pushed that back. October twenty twenty three, I guess, is when it'll be be available in digital Amazon video and iTunes. DVD there's no official Huh. There's no official release date for DVD Blu-ray. But the release date for streaming, I guess, is October 2023. But usually they're around the same time, aren't they? Like they just kind of drop together, usually. That's what I thought. Uh, sometimes, yeah. Close. Okay. I wonder how well, much the strike is going to affect the way they choose to mm. do that, though. Um, ah, yeah, because that is like actually buying, like literally, like giving, well. You might want to stretch that as much as they can mm. um that's true yeah okay but yeah regardless um i love oppenheimer i think it only has the capacity to go i can't imagine i mean obviously i could watch new movies that i like more than it but mm -hmm. as far as what's below it i'm confident i will never like those movies as much as i like oppenheimer you know what i'm saying yeah yeah 
And I don't know, I, I do have Oppenheimer already pretty high on mine. And it was, could be recency bias, but man, I don't know. That was just I mean, a, it's been a while since you watched it now. Yeah, I know. I know, it has it has been a while. And I don't know, but it's already up. It's already up pretty high. Um, so, I mean, next episode. But like the very, very tippy top of next episode. Mm. Um, for me right now. And like, I, I don't know. It, it was just, it was incredible. It did like it. I think you're right. And like, it's, it's undoubtedly his best overall movie that he's made. Like it's like interstellar has some things that are just, I don't know. It's it. I do see how some people like wouldn't like interstellar as much, but I yeah. think like Oppenheimer is, is more, I mean, astonishingly, I think it's an easier view than Interstellar. I think it's quicker. I think it goes by you a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, I think you're right there. It's about 15 minutes longer. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, I'd say it's just the pace of it is very consistent in Oppenheimer. But then, like, Interstellar, it's kind of slow, 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 and then, like, boom. You know, at, like, then everything just speeds up and, and goes nuts at the end. And then, like, it's very fast. But I feel like Oppenheimer's more kind of just, like, it's always, always kind of moving um, at, at the, the same pace. Masterfully edited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Just a great fucking movie. Mm. Okay. Well, we got some we got some great directors in this episode. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, I'm moving on to... This feels wrong, but I think it's right. I don't know. I think it's right. I've only seen it once. I, I probably should revisit it again. But this is my last Gerwig uh, movie that I have. This is the tippy top um, of of Gerwig. This is where I have Little Women, uh, twenty nineteen for me. Um, and and this, I don't know. I guess just like Oppenheimer, um, this is a single watch. And from that single watch, I was blown away and. My expectations were absolutely blown out of the water. Um, I did not expect this movie. I don't know. I expected out of the Gerwig movies. I expected this to be like the boring one, and like I don't right. know. We'll just we'll just get. I don't know. Like we'll. It just seemed. Yeah, we'll 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 get to this one. But we're really excited for Lady Bird, and then obviously Barbie because that you know that that's hype. Barbie's hype. Um, but then I come out and I'm like, wait a minute. Like this was like this is like the best. This is like so good. Like what? What? Oh, yeah. Like why? Why? Why was? Why wasn't this known to be such a good movie? Like I don't know. I feel like I should have heard more about this. Um, no, I, I agree. I this is you know I was talking yeah. about how Oppenheimer definitely is going to win or should win adapted screenplay this year. Uh, if Little Women didn't win adapted screenplay, that's fucking ridiculous. Um, this shit was <laughs> yeah, incredible. Um, did it? It did win one Oscar. Let's see what it I'll was. be astonished always, if it's not adapted. Always screenplay. takes its time. Nominee, 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 winner. Costume nominee, design? yes, costume. It won costume design, nominated for adapted screenplay. What I'm else? Not, I gotta know. What I gotta else? know what won that? What else? Probably Adap- adapted. Jojo Rabbit. Ah, uh, Taika Waititi, one. son of a bitch. Yep. That one, Joker was also nominated, The Irishman, The Two Popes, and then Little Women for Adapted Screenplay. 
the rap Jojo Rabbit. Never seen Jojo Rabbit. As I didn't yet. know that was an adapted screenplay. I guess oh. so. Yeah, we've actually covered it on this podcast very oh. early on. I think it was in the okay. like episodes. It was like in the forties or something like thirties even before my time. Yes, yes, yes. that is way uh, before my time. But huh? Wow, that's that is blasphemy though. Um, I don't yeah. agree. No, I don't. I don't, I don't either. It did deserve Maybe that. Jo- I mean, when. Maybe Jojo cool. Rabbit is is cool, but um, no, yeah, they. Timothy Chalamet's outfits too. Like I don't like. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Like everyone was looking. Everyone's looking, looking fine. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's. It's just a, a movie that hit me out of nowhere. Ronan is wonderful. Everyone, like, yeah, that's. They like they actually feel like sisters too. Like in the the little fights they have, the little discourses they have, like it it feels like a real family. Um, and man, just that. I don't. What was her name? The sister that that passed away way like that that did end up like getting sick and dying um what was her name beth maybe mm-hmm. i think it might have been beth yeah like like that little like the just yeah. how it was played like the back and forth going from Dude. happy memories you know and i'm like oh yeah no everything is great like i'm like oh i'm fine everything's gonna be great it's all good and like and then the wake up of reality and i'm like oh fuck man like no like no i'm not okay with this um oh that that scene just blew me away and just i don't know another i don't know just another of a movie where you go in with low expectations or or not really much expectations and that's kind of the best way to enter any movie oh yeah Um, it also helps if the movie's just also made incredibly well and like it's just greta man like she is uh she is masterful, you know. I've still got two Gretas left. I've got Lady Bird and Little Women left mm-hmm. to go. Um, mm-hmm. This marks uh, another one of those movies that will occur later on. Mm. Than, uh, okay. Then I've already had it. Um, but, yeah, man, I love Little Women. It's a, it's a wonderful movie. And uh, mm-hmm. it's the one I've only watched once. I need, I need to watch it again, mm-hmm. and I probably yeah. will here before long. Yeah. Uh, whenever we're coming up on whenever we're coming up on these next couple episodes, I'm like trying to watch like after this week, I might watch 30 movies in the next <laughs> couple weeks. You know Every single one. Yeah. yeah. Getting them all done. I mean, not a bad idea. Um, do got the four. I'm holding down the fort. I, I'm, I got a lot of time on my hands. Um, maybe I, I spend a little less on the video games, a little more movie watching and get them all down. And it's fun, man. And these are are fuck. They're my favorite movies of all time. Of course, I feel like rewatching them at any given point. You know what I'm that's saying? True. Like that's yeah, yeah. This is. It's not like oh man, this movie. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. no, none of that. None I'm of that. Getting out ahead of the curve too. Like I've already watched mm-hmm. a few that I have top thirty just to be like okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, huh. And a few that were in this episode that have found their way into the top thirty, and that mm-hmm. only happened to two movies, and it affected. These last two that I have here. Okay. Uh, at 32. Amen. Amen. This is one of those ones where I was like, I know that if I rewatch it, it will go up the list. Okay. I know it will get its love. I know it's okay right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, 32 or 31. Right? Mm, 31. Yeah, yeah. 
31 is where I have The Shawshank Redemption, directed by Frank Darabont, released in 1994. Hey, I know. (laughs) I'm aware. I know what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, this is, uh, this is one that I am perfectly okay. Having let lie, I know it would be top 15 if I gave it another viewing. I don't want to sell it short. I know it would. I watched mm-hmm. it twice. They were both right when we were doing the 52 year journey through film and I've never watched it since I didn't watch it before. Um, so it's been a couple of years since I watched it. Um, mm-hmm. which is kind of wild to think. I mean, year and a half probably. Um, <laughs> It's a sign of a good movie if you have to defend why it is down. You know, yeah, like no, it's, it's a brilliant like, fucking movie. Why it's down at thirty-one? Yeah, you know exactly. what I'm saying. Like it's, uh, I put down in air quotes. Like, thir- like it's, it's one of my favorite movies of all time, and there's no doubt about it. And uh, the 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 most astonishing thing is that it's not thirty. You know, in this episode, it's not even the top one in this episode. What do you mean? You know, uh, and that's mm-hmm. another one that I will feel the need uh, to go well, if I rewatched it more recently. It yeah. would probably be higher. Uh, it shall get its flowers. Um, I knew it would. It, I knew it, it would. Def- it definitely will. That's without a doubt. Um, I mean, I, know, I, I remember. Oh, come on. Red. Tim Robbins. Clancy Brown. My God. Andy Dufresne. Yeah, Andy Dufresne Andy is Dufresne. red. Andy Dufresne. Yeah, like, oh, my God. Yeah, Morgan, Morgan Freeman in any role is automatically iconic. Um. Ah, oh, dude, he's brilliant yeah, in this movie too. Um, I remember we were doing the movies for '94. You know, we had the that was the week, the week long of '94. Um, and we were debate. You know, like I think it was Forrest Gump at the Friday movie initially because you haven't seen, you know, like you yeah. haven't seen Shawshank or whatever. And I'm like, oh well, I was like, I, I probably Shawshank, but you know, I I do like Forrest Gump, and it is you know a, a huge that is a classic, you know. And then I think after you watch it, you're like, I think that should have definitely been the Friday movie. Yeah, that's exactly um, what happened. And like, and I don't know, it, it's just a like an ending that's you watch it for the first time and you're like, oh, this motherfucker, like what Andy Dufresne, you know, it, it is like, Andy man, Dufresne. meet me like, in Z Watanejo. I feel, I feel this feeling that only a free man can feel. Uh, dude, yeah, like it's it's one that makes me just destroys me like i sob my fucking ass off in this movie um mm-hmm. and there's one part in particular role that where that's the there's a reason you know brooks oh was he here you know oh uh, man yeah talk about i was talking about how uh alex um in a clockwork orange couldn't adjust to the world you know after two years but oh man yeah, I think Broke it went away before there were bit. cars. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a completely different world. Yeah, that's way different. Way different there. But yeah, this, this is a beautiful movie, man. I don't wow. know. This is it's just special. And I I mean I got that's that's why I'm like I, I got it at thirty one. It would be higher if I watched it last night, you know. If I watched it mm-hmm. within the last year and a half, this would be higher than thirty one. I guarantee it. Um, yeah, it's. Let's see. It is nine point three on IMDb, number fifty six, um, and it went down four spots. I guess uh, right now, uh, recently. It's on a low streak. Um, yeah, um, but it, so fifty two to fifty six of all time. So I mean, hey, 
even higher than than uh what the world gives it um so like maybe not even down there you know like this mm. it's already in the 50s in the world i expected it to be a little higher but i mean i guess there is a lot more movies there's a lot of movies um than I, when i think movies. yeah when when i do think about it but, but yeah this this will be in in a couple episodes um it'll be in a little bit it'll be in a little bit um i love this i I don't know i love this movie this this is out of my top 10 um this was the one that i'm like i think this is the one i'm rewatching out of all of them i feel really comfortable like it's i don't know probably that's been one thing about this episode that i'm very happy with is seeing how opposite our lists Mm -hmm. are yeah um You've already said a couple that are not till the end. Yeah. Um, for me. Um, yeah. And that's, I love knowing that that makes me very happy. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, man, the Shawshank Redemption, it was one that I was comfortable every time I'd watch something and go, ah, this one needs to go up. It was one that I was like, I know Joe's going to have this in a good spot. I don't need to yeah. worry about it much. Oh, this yeah. is fine. It is it is getting its flowers, and that that will be for sure. Um, Fuck yeah! But yeah, How about you topped then, off here at thirty. Man, another another. We got we got a lot of big name directors in this one. Uh, I'm going to, I believe, my top Tarantino. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure, pretty confident. There's not a Tarantino after this. And just doing a quick check. Yeah, no, no. This is my top Tarantino, and it it's already been said. Uh, but it's it's Kill Bill Volume One, uh, for me, and it's just I haven't haven't quite seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, it seems that that one would be up there, um, along with this if if I have seen it. Um, so I'm I'm waiting to get to that, but um, no, I I love Kill Bill and like Volume One and Two. It's just like it's such a fun ride. Beatrix Kiddo is just so badass, and it's like it's just funny. But, like, also taken seriously, like, at the same time. Like, it's mm. pretty, like, taken seriously, but there's just some funny-ass moments in there. Oh, there's there. some campy shit in that um, movie, Yeah, and, like, just all the, like, it, it seems like every time, like, Beatrix squares off with somebody, like, it's always, like, an anime battle almost. Like, it's, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it, like, or you could see it, like, right out of a comic book uh, sort of thing. And, and yeah, I just, I don't know. It's uh, so fun, like, the yellow jumpsuits. I don't know. Or this yellow suit, so just so clean. The 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 uh, sword maker Hikaru, or is it like a Hanzo? Yeah, uh, Tori Hanzo blade. You know, is like just he's undeniably the goat of sword making. Yeah, and she gives him like the the yellow. Was it like the yellow mamba or like something? Because I think like Kobe Bryant legitimately like this is like I don't know. Like didn't we oh, look yeah. it up? And, like he like this is where he yeah. got it from. He, like, yeah, he, like, he didn't start using that nickname until two thousand three yeah. or four, right after Kill Bill came out. Like that's um, pretty fucking sick. Like yeah. that's that is amazing. And yeah, I don't know. It's just a so. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like you were speaking to that funny shit, man. That moment whenever Uma uh, Beatrix is like, "I'm I, I'm looking to kill a man, and I need your sword to do it." And he's like, I've retired. I won't do it. And, he, and she goes, this is for one particular man who I know you'll be okay with. And he just like slowly walks over to the window and then like scrawls it in the fog. 
and it's Ew. yeah yeah <laughs> no yeah it's no. so ridiculous but yeah. i love it i love it so much and it's uh mm-hmm. i think i had this in the did i have this in the 40s 45 yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah not too long ago not not mm-hmm. particularly close but not too long ago spots. Um, yeah not, not not too big of a gap close in the but... grand scheme of things mm-hmm. um i oh, mean i uh i love that movie and it's one that I'll rewatch again and again and again and again. It's so fucking mm-hmm. good. Um, yeah. But yeah, good way to good yeah, way to top off of, the week. A lot of directors got a Tarantino, Gerwig, Kubrick, Spielberg, Spielberg, um, Nolan. Spielberg, another Nolan, yeah, Nolan, Sidney nice. Lumet, Scorsese. Mm-hmm. That was a goodie. That was a goodie. But I will top off this week with the, the second Peter Weir. Of the episode. 30 is where I have 1997's? Eight. 1998's The Truman Show. Ah. Another one. That will get a lot of, lot of love later on. That's why I was like, this is, I I, I said it, this is the other one where I'm like, if I'd rewatched it. This one I actually did rewatch about Four five months ago, it was not not nearly as long a break as the Shawshank Redemption. Mm. Um, and I love this movie, man. I really, really do. Jim Carrey is magnificent in it. Um, there's so much to enjoy about it. Um, Ed Harris mm. is fantastic in it. I uh, I'll never I'll never tire of this movie. I've watched it so many times. It makes me cry every time. Um, and it will make me cry more. Uh. Just, yeah. just love it so much, and just, uh, it was an instant like favorite for me. I remember mm-hmm. like finally, like it was fifty two year journey. That's the first time I've seen it, and I'm like, yeah. oh my god, how is it taking me this long to see this movie? And like it was instant favorite, and yeah, it'll it'll be it'll be a little later on. We'll 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 hear about it again uh, good. in a little good. bit, I, and that's man. I know that I remember just watching it for the first time, and it was. I don't know. It it was just like a movie that I, I knew I was it was already like we were talking about like you give that movie like you watch a movie, you end it and like, yeah, that that's a top ten movie like that I've mm-hmm. that I've I don't know, my whole life. And like that was that was the instant feeling. Like for me, it was like, Oh my god, yeah, this is it just it checked all the boxes. It clicked like it, it just clicked everywhere. Yeah, when they do, man, it feels good. You watch a movie mm-hmm. and you go, That's exactly what I want in movies. You know? It's it's so special, mm-hmm. and this one does it. It has that energy. It really does, you know. Uh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Takes a little bow and walks out that door, man. I'm a, uh, I'm ecstatic. What does the most famous man in the world do from that point on? You know? Who knows, man? Who knows? Everyone moved on kind of quick, but no one forgets that face. You know, like if he's anywhere, uh, I'll be famous. Truman Burbank, baby. Nah, man, yeah. I love that movie, and oh. uh, yeah, hey, end up falling at thirty. But uh, I think, I think that it's that's probably the next poster that I get. I was like yeah. wondering, like, what what what's the next movie? Like, that's a poster I keep coming back to a lot, um, and specifically the stairway one when he's walking up the stairs um, in the I don't know, just the blue. I don't know painted sky and you see the door and oh, yeah. the door. I love that one. Um but I don't know a lot of good posters. Even the the him on the billboard, like on the building is good. It's classic. 
But, oh yeah, uh, man. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of man. I just I just love these movies, man. And uh, Truman yeah, Show. Little... That's how I'm topping this week off. That's yeah. how I'm topping it off. That's and two. The last two there. Last three, really. Um, I got got a lot higher. Um, for on my list. Um, but yeah, that's I don't know. Yeah, makes I'm I'm glad they're up here though for you. No, absolutely. Uh, no, I'm glad I'm glad they're up here for you. You know, you you said three mm-hmm. that I'm gonna have in my later on. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I'm I'm have them I'm gonna have them rather high. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like I like knowing that five of the twenty movies that were stated will be much later in the episode or much later in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. But man, yeah that 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 brings us to the end of another one. Uh, go ahead and run run me thirty through thirty nine there. All right, thirty Kill Bill Volume One, thirty one Little Women, thirty two A Clockwork Orange, thirty three Jurassic Park, thirty four La La Land. 35, Bohemian Rhapsody. 36, The Book of Eli. 37, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. 38, The Prestige. And 39, Dead Poet Society. At 30, I had The Truman Show. 31, I had The Shawshank Redemption. 32, Oppenheimer. 33, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. 34, Dog Day Afternoon. 35, 12 Angry Men. 36, Guardians of the Galaxy, 37, The Wolf of Wall Street, 38, Jurassic Park, and 39, The Godfather. And with that, we will conclude this episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. If you would, head to patreon.com slash pennybloompod, where we've officially started talking Ahsoka every Wednesday. Um, We've already got, uh, I mean, today's Wednesday, so there's probably going to be another episode up tonight. Of, mm-hmm. uh, of that one so i'm very very excited for that um head to twitter follow at penny bloom pod follow on instagram at penny bloom podcast remember to leave a five star rate and review wherever you might be listening and to continue checking out the show um continue downloading it means the world you know this friday we, we're heading to san venganza with uh 2007's ghost rider mm-hmm. got nick cage sam <laughs> elliott uh Fun one there. Fun one there. And we talk about this Friday. Uh, we pick up Winter is Blooming next Monday. Uh, took took the week off. It was Labor Day. It was Labor Day. You know, mm-hmm. celebrate the holiday. Take the day off. Uh, sure, we'll say that. Um, <laughs> I just couldn't do it. I would have if I could have, but I couldn't. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll pick that up next Monday with Season 5, Episode 4, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. That is right. Yeah, so sorry if you listen to the Ghost Rider episode and it's like, mm. join us for season five, episode five. It will not be season five, episode five. It'll be season five, episode four. Um, yeah, uh, I already talked about this a little bit on our little a little break there, but remember to support SAG AFTRA and the WGA and their struggle against the studios. Uh, it's ridiculous that they refuse to pay people for their labor. So. I don't know. Seems pretty simple to me. Mm. I don't understand why you would think otherwise. Um, but yeah, uh, we will continue the top 100 next week with the twenties and part eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're getting up there. We're almost done. Uh, in the twenties, I love even more than the thirties and it's just going to keep going that way until we're done. Um, so it's just a bunch of good shit. Uh, 
Yeah, man. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I think that's about it. We're starting our Scorsese spotlight in a month. So very excited for that. We've officially landed on uh, Martin Scorsese, David Fincher, and Michael Mann as our next set of three. You know, we did Wes Anderson, Christopher Nolan, and Greta Gerwig. Next set of three is Scorsese, Fincher, and Mann. And I'm very excited about that. There's a few movies sprinkled in between there and in there, too, that were hard to decide. You know, Yorgos Lanthimos has Poor Things coming out, which is getting some serious acclaim at Venice and Telluride. Like uh, Emma Stone's getting mm. like, oh, she might win another Oscar. Uh, um, you know, uh, Ferrari premiered, uh, the killer premiered, mm-hmm. uh, the movie Hitman, directed by Richard Linklater, uh, premiered. There's, there's a bunch of really good shit. Uh, May, December, Todd Haynes. Uh, we've just got a lot to look forward to before the end of the year, and I'm so very, very excited for it. Um, but yeah, with that, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And remember, Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Steven Spielberg.